Well, hello, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 71 of your favorite bi-weekly trophy hunting show, and I'm one of your hosts, Colin Colhoven, joined, as always, by Eli Downing. How you doing today, sir? Great. Doing excellent. You got your coffee filled up? You got your poo taken? You ready yeah, to I'm trying to, trying a new thing with the coffee, actually. What's that? What's new about Do it? Do not have it until, like, around an hour-ish after I wake up. Oh, interesting. Yeah, apparently it's a thing. What's the the thinking behind that? So there's like, um, I don't know all the technical terms, but <laughs> when you wake up, there's like a chemical that you need to work off that keeps you kind of like gro- in that groggy wake up state. Okay. And so what coffee does, it just blocks that. It doesn't like get rid of it. It doesn't expel it any faster. It just blocks it. So then like throughout your day, when the coffee wears off, it comes back, and that's what the crash is about. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Science, okay, yeah. that's pretty cool. I feel like I definitely do not do that. <laughs> yeah, I usually I w- start I'd drinking be- it like twenty minutes after I wake up. That's that's yeah, that's better. Just like a little longer every day. I I mean like I it was a, literally the first thing I would do. I'd have my coffee pot on like the timer. Mm-hmm. I get up and I run downstairs and start drinking my coffee. Mm-hmm. I gotta get a little relaxing couple coffee sips before I get my son up for school, you know. But sure. I'm like, I'll just wait till I get to work or something, you know. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I, the commute kills me because I just drink it on the commute. So it's like yeah. once I get in the car, like I'll get up and I'll shower, get dressed, whatever, go downstairs, and then by the time I get in the car, I've got it like in my to-go cup, and I'll just start drinking it. But mm-hmm. maybe I'll just wait till I'm like halfway through the drive. Even that would be enough, mm-hmm. probably. So. It's pretty wild. Like all the uh, trying all kinds of new morning routines, trying to get a better morning routine, set you up for a good day. Absolutely, man. Make your bed first thing you see. Make your bed, (laughs) seeing the sunlight within an early amount of time as well. And when you get up, yep, just like stimulates your body in a in a good way. Body temperature and how that affects your mood. That's like seasonal depression is actually kind of like real. Oh, is it because of the? Well, I knew it was melatonin related or not melatonin. Uh, it's like, yeah, like vitamin some. D re- related, right? Like not getting enough yeah. UV light. So, but yeah. Yeah. That's well. your body. It's like your, you kind of have like a, um, not an ecosystem, like a weather system inside your body and like the cold, like having a nice summer temperature inside your body is good. That's why cold showers are good because mm. it, it warms up your body temperatures. Like I need a rise and then you get like better you feel better because your temperature inside is warming up even though you're freezing cold <laughs> i do like cold showers let's get daryl yeah. in on this we're also joined by daryl yeah, yeah, yeah. how are you doing today sir i'm doing great i'm doing great today so cold showers yeah or nay oh no uh i'm a extremely hot scalding hot shower guy <laughs> yeah i unfortunately am too <laughs> I, I haven't well. I haven't taken that leap yet, but yeah, I, I also I, shower at night. Ooh, so yeah, since my like with my son, it's just kind of the way it's worked out when I can. Mm-hmm. And now with getting pretty dirty at work, it only makes sense to not lay in my bed with grease all over my arms. Yeah, I I feel the same. Like on days where I run, which we've been over this before, it's like Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday for me is usually running days. And then I will shower at night, but on the other days I'll like shower in the morning to get ready for work but uh i've tried oh, why those are the days you don't shower 
Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> no, if I don't feel like wearing a hat, then I'll shower. But yeah, basically, is what it comes down to. Uh, but yeah, I've tried to take some cold showers before in the past, and after a run, it's not so bad because you're like really like heated up anyway. But like trying to do that just like straight up in the morning or something like that, or unprompted, I guess otherwise is is a whole other animal. And especially in the winter, it's a whole other animal. It's one thing yeah, when it's like man. it's a hundred out and it's fucking hot, so I'm gonna cool off anyway. But Man, yeah. it's getting cold now, dude. Yeah. I know some of our listeners are in the UK. Some of you are even in Canada or in northern states, which it's uh, much colder. But for California, it's getting cold. I'll say that. So, anywho. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Episode 71, folks. We got some great stuff to go over today, including what we've been playing, a couple new topics of discussion, plat shoutouts, riddles and dad jokes, Patreon questions. It's going to oh, be sure. a it's gonna be a fucking <laughs> banger. So, first, though, we, let's go to you, Daryl, because you'd been doing a little research on a story for us and uh you got some notes here on the show doc you want to talk about yeah so um i, I kind of started this in the last episode and uh I'm, I'm gonna see how this plays out so I, i've been looking on the internet looking for some news to bring to you guys about like trophies and things like that but i didn't find anything like that this episode but i did find a cute story that i want to share with y'all okay so um there's a 60 year old who finally beat Ashel's playroom and you know to <laughs> to most of us you know grown folks or, or guys who have been playing video games for a while um this game was a it was a piece of cake you know it wasn't that difficult it, it was charming but it wasn't that difficult so seeing right. you know a six-year-old play this game was, was uh something that, you know i wanted to look into a little bit further so this game gave her an absolute hard time <laughs> I can only imagine how difficult it was for her. And she finally beat the final boss, the T-Rex. Ooh, nice. It was just a really fun boss fight. You know, I I enjoyed that fight a lot. And she finally beat the T-Rex. And her dad posted a tweet of her with a letter and a PlayStation trophy on the internet. And it came from Sony. No way. Sony was like, you know what? Your dad reached out to us about your time with Ashley's Playroom. We understand you had a hard time with the T-Rex, but it sounds like you came through and finally beat him. So (laughs) it was a really cool story, you know, for the dad to really do all that for her and for Sony to reach out and and congratulate her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That chick's going to be a trophy hunter for sure. (laughs) But (laughs) come to find out, Sony never sent her any of these things. They never sent her the letter. They never sent her the trophy. Oh. It was all staged by the dad. Oh, oh my wow, God. dude. Yikes. Wow. It was, it was cute, though, because the dad went out of his way to write up this really sweet letter to her, to his daughter. So just congratulating her. He's you know, saying that you know, even though there was times where you cried and you wanted to give up, still persisted in, in you know, in, in beating this boss and mm. it was really cute for the dad that you know just show this to the world that you know his his daughter never gave up even though you know, that boss is probably the easiest boss fight for most of us in in our gaming gaming careers yeah it's rough. cool i looked at the uh i'm looking at the tweet right now and it has like the, the letter that he created and the uh the trophy and stuff it's really cool looking i like it sorry i yeah, thought that was official. the smishing that was a smishing attack dude. 
we were at Sony <laughs> able to watch your stream of Astrobot, and that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, yeah, I even checked out her, her um, like that clip, the the Share Factory clip, and mm -hmm. it, it was funny. I could hear the daughter just like playing, and and the dad in the background coaching her, like you gotta hit this guy at this time. And I could tell that the daughter was like freaking out at those moments where like, you know, when you don't hit the boss for a while, the boss will just reset and you have to do everything all over again. Yep, yep. You could just hear the dad in the background, you gotta hit him, hit him, hit, hurry, hurry. And the, you can hear the daughter just freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really cute. I, I really enjoyed it. And then, you know, shout out to the dad for just going out there and just, congratulating his daughter for for this uh this accomplishment dude that's like when i don't know if your parents ever used to make like fake letters from the north pole you know uh, yeah it's, yeah it's like that's kind of we got him one of those yeah. yeah it's so yeah, rad like, as a kid it's fucking magical as a kid so i'm sure she loved it and um yeah i i i don't know i really would love to just have some footage of me maybe it exists from my parents somewhere like playing games as a kid because in your mind, you're like, yeah, I used to play these things and love them, and it's like, was I actually just so trash at, like, everything that <laughs> I played? Or did I even come close to beating some stuff? Like, I know by the time I got to, like, middle school and, like, fifth, sixth grade, I was, like, more adept, but I started playing games when I was, like, five, and that must have just been, like, a ridiculous thing to see. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Cool it's story. pretty wild. I'm seeing it right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, it's you're getting wild. it firsthand. <laughs> yeah. I, I admire that girl's uh, attention span, honestly. That's where I'm, uh, where my son's struggling. Mm. It might be Can a that. girl boy thing. I think girls are yeah. more. I mean, he can't, he's, he has a tough time, like, sitting and <clears throat> paying attention for any length of time. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's pretty good. Hell yeah. That's a cool find, Daryl. Good stuff, man. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, I wanted to do a little check in boys mm -hmm. a little check-in on playstation stars because we're in month two now we've got a refresh of our campaigns in the uh in the app for playstation stars and just wanted to see what your kind of thoughts were on this i know if you're not buying a lot of stuff and playing like getting a lot of trophies there's not a whole lot of action going on on that screen but i've i've accumulated some points right and i'm at the point where i'm like ready to either convert them towards $5 PSN cards or if I should, you know, maybe save them for a specific game. I'm not really sure. So just kind of curious, like, have you guys looked at this anymore? Are you, is it something that you're interested in and you pay attention to? What's going on there? Not interested, not paying attention. <laughs> that's a no, that's a, that's a big negative, Ghost Rider. Yeah. I mean, that makes for sense. Me. Yeah. Okay. But what, what about you, Daryl? Um, I actually haven't looked at it at all since we last talked about it. Um, the most I've really done was just kind of organize my display case and choose the background. And I think I only have like a couple collectibles, but that's about it. I haven't really dived into it. For sure. Well, it was weird because I had this campaign. I got 800 points for pre-ordering or 700 points for pre-ordering Modern Warfare 2. And then mm -hmm. there was a campaign that Slugger pointed out to me that I like had missed from the day, which was just like, play the, play the game you pre-ordered essentially. So like go play modern warfare two. Mm. And it gave him 800 points in the store, which Jeez. is like the equivalent of you spending $80. Right. So oh, I, wow. I went and did the same thing and I was like, wow, that's really cool. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, so I already have enough for like $10 off something just from my normal like spending habits. Right. Which is pretty great. 
But then yeah. I started to think like, oh, are they going to do similar things for God of War, which I previously had not pre-ordered because I was like, I'm just going to download it when it launches at 9 p.m. or whatever. What's the big deal? But the combination of like potentially getting that campaign and the fact that I could have it preloaded means that I actually ended up pre-ordering it officially. So I'm, I'm just curious if they're going to do more campaigns like that, I guess, because yeah. that was uh, pretty cool. So. We'll see. I still think overall it's relatively unimaginative in terms of like the campaigns. Like it's just play the play a fighting game, buy one of these four games that we pick for you, blah blah blah, right? But yeah, there's nothing like really there with trophies, which I think is such a shame. But partially the saving grace is that you level up overall by earning rare or above trophies. So they're they're trying. And again, it's hmm. free, and you opt into the service, so you might as well just do it. You know. Yeah. You level up for rare trophies. Well, it's it doesn't too... have to be a, a a conquest or a campaign. No, yeah. So the the campaign just, no just get you points. Mm-hmm. So okay. you you level up from doing full game purchases, but they can be on sale. It doesn't have to be like full price games, or right. it can be from rare and above trophies, which is also kind of nice because it calls out those like uh, shovelware games that we were talking about. Yeah. So we'll yeah, see. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's not bad for a free service. Just kind of curious. But if folks, if you're listening and you use it and you really enjoy it, let us know in the Discord or something like that. I'd be curious to hear your your take on it. All right, let's get into Platinum Shoutouts. This is another newer segment. I think we've done this three or four times now at this point. And last couple times, Daryl, you had gone in and selected some folks from our community that we wanted to highlight their trophy exploits in. And uh, I've done the same this week for us. So firstly, I wanted to congratulate and shout out Smackerly for getting the Platinum in Horizon Forbidden West. He's been playing that game for a long time. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a very big game, and he has a, uh, or and he has a newly born uh, child as well, so you know makes it tough. Um, why did I say that weird? He has a newborn, not a newly born child. Sounds fucking weird. That's a, that's not... Anyway. Uh, that was a good save, for sure. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I almost said newly wed for something like that. Like, <laughs> like, 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 trying to throw him under the bus. Um <laughs> <laughs> also wanted to give a, sp- a big special thank you and uh, congratulations to King6969 for your write-up and your uh, platinum achievement in Heavy Rain. That game is really, really weird to trophy hunt in. It's one of those like decision story-based games similar to The Quarry, Until Dawn, you know, the whole Dark Pictures anthology, um, Beyond Two Souls, like etc. Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, it's actually the same developer as Detroit. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know too much about this game other that other than when I looked at the guide for it, it looked crazy complicated. So good job yeah. getting that one done. I definitely passed on that, but I looked because when I did Detroit, I was like, oh, this is like I had a pretty good time. And yeah. so I looked into them, but I was like, no. Same with the other the brothers, two souls, whatever it is, two oh, souls. Beyond two souls. Beyond yeah. two souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Noped out of those. The funny story about yeah. that game is it came out, the Beyond Two Souls one, and it the way it tells the story is like not in chronological order. So it like jumps around a bunch and then you have to like put it all together yourself at the mm. end. And it didn't do well. So when they re-released it, like later on, it now is in chronological it's order. order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Quentin Tarantino movie or something. Yeah, basically. Exactly. It's, it's pretty funny. So yeah. anywho, people can't hang, hang these days, dude. And no, no. People are idiots. What are you going to do? Actually, when did that come out? That's kind of old. Uh, we've been idiots for a while. Let's oh. see. Beyond yeah, Two yeah. Souls. I think it came out uh, December, October 8th, 2013. 
It mm. was a late era oh. PS3 game. Mm. Yeah. Right on. Neat. Yes, neat indeed. Uh, third <laughs> shout out wants to go to, uh, or is going to go to Pat the Trophy Hunter. Congratulations, sir, on Concrete Genie, which is not a very difficult game, but the, the one I wanted to highlight, or the part I wanted to highlight about it, is the fact that you did the DLC, which involved you having to have a PSVR. One of the only mm. games I'm aware of that has you use a periphery to complete something on its trophy list. Yeah. So, pretty Unless cool. it's like that as the game. Right, yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. that, But you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, you know how I'm saying it. Yeah, I know you're saying uh, Number four, wanted to shout out Sushi really good and healthy so make sure you get that next time you're gonna have lunch <laughs> just, just kidding bro i'm shouting out the guy sushi getting <laughs> re2 remake and re verse pretty fantastic stuff there re2 remake of course a fucking phenomenal resident evil game really great example of how to do a remake and put actual <laughs> care and love into it and then re verse is the new multiplayer game that came out and was free with re village and i don't know if it's supposed to be that great but the trophy list is pretty quick and easy so hey it's an re title Congrats. And finally, we're going to shout out Knots. Make sure you go to your massage therapist and get them worked out of your back. Just kidding. I'm talking about the guy. But we're going <laughs> to shout out to you, Knots, for earning the Platinum in Thymesia, which is a Souls-like, Bloodborne-like uh, game, I guess is the best way I can describe yeah. it. It looks looks like gothic horror, kind of bloodborne as well, but with some Plague Doctor masks and stuff like that going on. I think it's supposed to be about 30 hours, so... Hey, congrats on that. Dude. It sounded cool. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. I thought about buying it. It was on sale. It looks like... It's almost like... um, oh, Just slipped. Hold on. What's that Anime Souls one? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Code Vein. Code Vein. Yeah, it's like Code Vein and Bloodborne had a child. Yeah, Code you Vein. Get like, you get I like... about that. Skill... I don't know what they're called, but they're like those. Then oh, you like get like weapon skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like that's kind of how it is in Code Vein. You get like blood skills or some shit like that like that's what it reminded me of for sure it actually doesn't look too bad as far as the trophy hunt either it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. only one playthrough for 15 hours (laughs) but uh yeah pick that over uh hell point for sure yeah damn dude okay good stuff there knots and uh yeah good stuff to everybody just wanted to give you a little shout at the top of the show we'll continue to monitor it and like i've said in the past it's one of those things where when we're looking to to find these things i need to do a better job of staying up to date in the moment because when i try to look back it's like you have a recency bias you know for stuff that got posted in the last Mm -hmm. like week or so so anywho all right uh eli did you want to take us into some dad jokes or really sounds like sounds like you got the dad jokes today dude i got two of them already knocked out for you okay okay yeah i'll continue sure all right They're, they're not exactly dad jokes anymore oh yeah i'm gonna tease your brain let's go that's what she said what has what has many keys but can't? <laughs> Classic. All right. What, what has many keys but can't even open a single door? A key ring. Piano. Yep. Oh, <laughs> nice one, Daryl. I, I, I was thinking you might go straight to the turkey again, but. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's oh is that time of the month? Yeah, it is, is, dude. Uh, yeah, we're coming up on turkey season. Run, turkeys, save yourselves. Save <laughs> You're about to be hunting in mass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. What is more useful when it's broken? <sighs> um, a seal. Like when you break the seal on something. 
Not the animal. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Animals. The the seal is most useful whole as an animal. <laughs> John in the blank. An egg. Ah! <laughs> Seal's pretty good. Seal's yeah. pretty good. Good backup answer. Oh my god. So if someone says egg, you're like, nah, nah, seal. Daryl, dude, these are these are your home. These kind of puzzles. Yeah. These, kind of little, these little brain teases. Mm-hmm. All right. Here you go, Daryl. What oh. comes once oh, in a minute, you. twice in a moment, but never in a thousand years? Once in a moment, twice in a minute, but never in a thousand years. Once in a minute, twice in a moment, but never in a thousand years. Oof. Oh. God damn. I don't know. See, I've been sick the last two days. I feel like my brain's not working, bro. It's just my, fried. It's just fried. Uh, I got nothing. I got nothing for this. Uh, I don't mean to brag. What you got, fam? Yeah, boy. Your boy Googled it? <laughs> what? Yeah, wait. Your boy? <laughs> what, do you mean? what do you mean? Is that your answer? Or like, what's the... That was my answer. Your boy? Is your answer? Yeah. Oh, I get it. Oh, my. <laughs> I don't know about a thousand years. Oh, my God. Uh, that's pretty funny. Wow, twice I in a minute. I that one. Absolute unit, dude. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Steal Your Girl. Alright, that's pretty good, dude. The actual answer is the letter M, but good answer, Daryl. The letter M. Yeah. Classic, classic. Classic letter M, dude. Oh, wow. Alright, if that one was rough, this one might be a little rough. Maybe we have to do, like, we'll catch back up in two weeks, but okay, let's I, see. I have a feeling you guys will definitely just Google it. Okay, okay. Well, I haven't Googled but, any of these, so all right. let's see. What eight-letter word can have a letter taken away, and it still makes a word? Take another letter away, and it still makes a word. Keep going doing that until you have one letter, one letter left. What word is it? Start with eight, take a letter out. Yeah. Still makes a word all the way down to one. Oh. I mean, is it just eight, uh, eight O's in a row? Like, oh. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> okay dude no it's not <laughs> i mean technically it works that's uh you know is that in the dictionary yeah it's the urban dictionary i think <laughs> <laughs> no fuck i dude that's a lot i i don't i can't that's think, a lot to that's, ask that's a lot that. it's also 9 it, 45 in the morning you know like i'm give not it, give it something give it, give it a try eight letter word oh my goodness eight letter I, word. I have a feeling daryl's got this one we can cut this out. A-T-A. Fuck, dude. I, 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 I'm like trying to like... We can cut it. this part out. I, Take your time. Oh, man. Can't count now. Yeah, it's tough. I'm like, I had this word Gibraltar in my head there for like two days. <laughs> and I was just trying to like, now I'm starting to use it. Like, is it Gibraltar? And then Gibral and then Jabroni? But no. Could be. Dude, I got no fucking... Jib? Clue. Is it j- Jib? G? Get- <laughs> the word is starting. Wait a minute. Starting, staring, string, sting, sing, sin, in, I. You cool. Yeah, bro. I was trying to think of a word. You had to take the last letter off every time. Okay. And so I was like, "That's impossible." What the fucking what? 
<sighs> Don't make up excuses. No. You're <laughs> <laughs> oh. cool though, huh? That is pretty cool. Nice one. Yeah. I bet you that wasn't in your son's dad joke book, you know? No, I'm I'm, I'm past that. You're way past it. You've, past you've elevated yourself. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Fucking A. Those are good. Nice job, sir. Okay. Is that it or we got more? That's all I got, man. All right. Well, that's it's usually I mean, about four. So. I'm sufficiently scrambled. So let's yeah. go ahead and, and move on then. Yeah, thank, you, thank you very much for that. Go ahead and scramble these up. All right. Let's scramble these up. At the top, if you didn't know, we are brought to you by Patreon. This show is supported by the fans, including you listeners right now. So over on patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast, you can find multiple tiers of support for our show and you can find one that makes sense for you and your budget. Among that, we have a special uh, tier where you can write in questions to the show, which we're going to get into shortly. But at the top, I wanted to take the time to thank you all for your support. That's a big thank you to JB Trophy Hunter, Slugger, B-Down, Diego Juan, King6969, Pat the Trophy Hunter, Maximum Carnage, Smackerly, Chaz Bilby, The Slide G Cooper, and Skrillis. So thank you guys so much for your support of the show. We really appreciate it. And... Yeah, it means a lot. You know, we've been coming up on, uh, well, we're over two years. We're coming up on three years here with the show, and it's pretty wild to think about. So thank you. Really appreciate it. Do you guys follow that sufficiently? No. All right. Fantastic. Did you get JB? Got JB. Started with him. Did you get it? Okay. That's yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. I almost sound like Colin screwed up for a second. He, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's possible. Sometimes I don't know what I'm doing until I get into the section itself, you know? Yeah. Like, like the second shout out, you, you kind of stumbled. You're like, uh, the... yeah, yeah, dude. Because <laughs> what happened was I was like, I'm going to try to do this thing where I bounce between top and bottom, but like go diagonal every time too. do like a little like back and mm-hmm. forth. But then, yeah, I read the wrong one second and then I had to readjust. So Oof. <sighs> you hate that. You hate to readjust. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, truly, I do hate readjusting when you're running. I don't know if you guys ever experienced this in gym class where, like, uh, you know, your boxers get all, like, bunched up or something. And you got to, like, reach yeah. your hand down. And you're just like, this is kind of... Just while you're running. While you're running. It's a bit awkward. It never, it never gets adjusted, though, because, like, it's always just, like... Yeah. Like, yeah. It never fully adjusts. You're like, yeah. okay, I did I did mess with it, but it's still not fixed. I just got to keep yeah. going. Yeah. It's a great time. Speaking of readjustments... Let's go. What do you got for us? The next the the Patreon questions. Well, good. Take us in with the first one, sir. All right. This one comes to you from sixty nine sixty nine. Did I say King? <laughs> you, you, you didn't, but you did say yeah. King. <laughs> King sixty nine sixty nine. Oh wow! My. Holy moly! Okay. All right. He he comes in with an adjustment question here. Mm. He's he's looking for more stories about when you pooped your pants. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yeah. What you got? Uh, well, I think I told the zoo story already, so that was the one that he's probably, you know, that ignited his passion for more of these. I also told the one at uh in Modesto when I was more recently, you know, when I ate those uh, baked chips and they made me shart. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> baked chips? Yeah. So you know, like the ones that are like the, like the baked lays or like the baked yeah. like Cheetos or whatever. So they apparently have some like chemical in them that like is known to be like a slight laxative, which mm. I did not know. And so I I was in Modesto doing this training for our company a couple years back before we launched that big like software thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a snack room there at the like work area, and I, I was just getting chips or whatever. And then I got back to the hotel room that day, and I was on the phone with Stephanie, and she's like, "Oh, so like, what are you gonna do?" I'm like, "I think I'm just gonna go out to dinner, or whatever." 
And then, you know, trying to push out a fart just casually on the phone. And um, yeah, sharted just straight up. <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> like on the phone, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> she's like, well, what? I was like, I think I just sharted, actually. <laughs> like, I need to oh, go man. and change. <laughs> Someone's at the door. I'll be uh, home. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably the more, like, it's not a true poo your pants story, but it's pretty close. And um, so word to the wise, don't eat baked chips. Okay. I got a pretty close one. What do you got? This is, it's pretty wild, honestly. I don't know what this question did to me, but uh, I had a dream this morning, and like it, it was involving food. And I, I can remember it somewhat vividly, but I, I'm not gonna like super explain it. it so like it's still kind of somewhat fuzzy. But there was like food. I was eating food. I was looking at the piping on the roof. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> what? And, as as one does. As where, part, yeah. 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 And then uh, it was like it was a group of there was a group of people, and just laid a log down, and my pants <laughs> came out of nowhere, dude. What? Did you? What? Yeah. Just laid a log in my pants. Did I you... felt it like bunch up, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm pretty sure I just shit my pants." <laughs> Did you like recognize these people or were they just strangers? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, so you know who they were. Somewhat. But it wasn't like close friends. It was like a like a work party or something kind of like that. Okay, I got you. But not exactly. And um yeah, so it it woke me up. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm pretty sure I just shit my pants." Like and it was like that weird fuzz where you're in between. I'm like, "Oh my god, like I'm pretty sure I shit my pants." <laughs> I got to get up like, like right now. Yeah. yeah, dude, I was like laying in bed like I was trying to like I didn't want to stand up out of bed because I didn't want to roll down my leg, right? So I like awkwardly get out of bed and like do the classic. <laughs> <laughs> I awkwardly got out of bed, held my, did the the clench with my hand in the back so I didn't were, go rolling down. Were you so uh, surprised though when you got in the restroom or what? Like what? Was, yeah, <laughs> I, I got in the restroom and I was like, oh, I didn't shit my pants. Oh my god! I was was wow. like, bab- dude, it was so real. The phantom, I was like, the oh my god. Turd. I swear I felt like a lump back there too, but you know, it was, I was just, yeah, that um, one, uh, dude, that's, I, I couldn't believe it, dude. I mean, if for all intents and purposes, you did shit your pants because there was genuine belief that you had. Yeah. So the only thing you really missed there, you got the shame, you got the fear, you're just missing the cleanup and that's really the least important part yeah. of the experience. So, yeah, yeah I, I think part of it came from like, I made a mistake this week and my mom made chili on Halloween. It's kind of like our new, the deal, and uh, chili and dirt. Okay. So uh, I had made beans and wieners. Ooh. As well. So I've been eating chili and beans <laughs> all week, dude. <laughs> so I've had a quite the case of the bubble guts, and you got bub gut, dude. I, I, yeah, dude. I'm pretty sure I had to get the PG, dude. I think that had something to do with it. But yeah, the question. I don't know, man. Yeah, it it maybe it put it in your mind. Yeah, it was pretty weird. It's well, Daryl, what about you? Anything come to mind? Uh, actually, don't recall any times I pooped my pants. I know there's times where it's happened. I just can't remember the details vividly. Mm. But uh, I did have a close Lucky call. You. Yeah, I have a close <laughs> call recently. Really How convenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 it's kind of funny because all, all of our stories kind of center around the times we nearly shit ourselves or did at work 
Mm. I got another poop story. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Nearly took place at work. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, here we go, man. Yeah, let's, get, to, it. let's get into it. To get nasty right now. Okay. So, uh, at work, I, I nearly I nearly go to the restroom. I usually go to the restroom, like, right when I get to work. Okay. About, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm usually, like, getting to the restroom by, like, 6.30, maybe 7. Uh, so, that time came. And you know how you usually get, like, those subtle cues that you got to go take a shit soon? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you start to, like, what? pass gas. Those oh. cues, like, your body gives you. That You're you like, like a solo cue. Soon. I was getting PTSD from doing Rocket League solo. Oh, gosh. Don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah. You know, you start to pass gas a few times. You fill in your stomach. And then finally, it's like, all right, I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I didn't get I any u- of that. Ooh. I usually <laughs> just ignore them anyways. You ignore the signs? Yeah, <laughs> you crazy oh, bastard! <laughs> I like to be I like to be ready when I go in there. I don't like to linger and you know sit around. And, that's true. And you don't want to get like, up and have a, your leg be asleep. Yeah, that's, that's the. Worst. I like <laughs> I like going when I'm like about to shit my pants. Okay, that's you're you're in there primed. You're yeah, ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> you're loaded, fucking, baby. Prime. <laughs> you're primed to go, bro. You're, yeah, you're prairie dog. I'm primed on that bad boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So okay, continue, Daryl. Sorry, we set set the mood. I've learned my lesson. I, I I usually would just go when I like need to take a shit, but I learned my lesson. So I, I usually pay attention to the signs. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't get any of those. It was uh, uh emergency. Got to go to the restroom right now, Daryl. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so luckily, the restrooms are like not far from where I work. So I'm like, all right, fuck. Like, I really got to take a shit, but at least the restroom is pretty close. I get to the restroom. There's contractors working on it. <laughs> oh, restroom. Oh, yeah. You can't use it. So I'm standing there with a fucking load in my pants, like, ready to come out. And now I'm like. You can't use I, it. <laughs> I got to walk almost 100 yards away to the next restroom. At that point, I'm just like, it's a possibility I might shit myself at work. <laughs> So I end up walking. Show prep, dude. Best I show can. Prep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> best that I can to the next restroom. And it, you guys ever seen Blue Mountain State? Yeah. Uh-huh. You remember that scene where they had to walk the, the 100 yards with a cookie in their ass? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt, dude. I felt like I had, like, something just in my ass and i <laughs> couldn't walk right and i'm like wobbling hobbling and like i'm dragging my feet because i, I was fearful that if i kept picking my leg up i would just like drop a, a big shit mm-hmm. into my pants <laughs> at that point your body takes on a mind of its own like you're not yeah. in control of every muscle you know <laughs> like oh yeah dude i'm like i ha- like i got and, and the closer you get it's almost like the shit just like comes out mm-hmm. even sooner mm-hmm yeah, what's what? with that, dude? It is. It's it's like by the time you're opening the door, like you're done, so dude. Your pants yeah, better the be lid. down. Yeah, yeah <laughs> dude. The lid is super clench mode, dude. Yeah. And then I had to like hold my breath because I felt like every every inhale was just like pushing it out even more. I'm like, what the fuck? This is like the worst yeah. time here. Yeah. And like, God luckily damn. I didn't shit myself, but like, 
I was so embarrassed. I'm like, I'm walking past like a bunch of offices with windows. I'm like, they're probably like looking at me like, dude, why is a guy walking yeah. like that? It's funny. We, we all did look out there and we we're like, dude, that guy's got a shit. And we, that's <laughs> 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 I like pull out my phone just to like distract my mind from like, you know, yeah, like the possibility of like just pooping myself. I'm like, I got, I got to take my mind off of this. This is like really stressful right now. Oh my god! You know, let's see what's going on, on on Magic right now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Luckily, you know, I was able to make a safe landing. You know, poop my, you know, take my poop and make sure I didn't like shit my 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 boxers. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, do you? I gotta ask. Do you when it's an emergency and it's like you know the eleventh hour? Are you are you plopping? Are you sitting? Or are you still you still hovering? Oh no, man, it's hovering. It's still hovering. Oh, there's God. no there's no like what? like nine one one response that's like dude. How I'm, do you I'm control the spray down. on that nozzle when you're yeah. fucking? <laughs> oh, I, I can control it, man. <laughs> 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 All right, next question, dude. I'm up to this. You're gonna squat and tell me you're accurate? Sometimes I feel like it's a goddamn grenade that goes off in that. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm pretty good, man. I I can get it in there, bullseye. He's got a funnel. Yeah, I was gonna say own. he's in his pocket. He's got a like an ass funnel. <laughs> All right, classic ass funnel. <laughs> classic. All right, well, good question there, King69. Thank you very much for that. Hopefully you, uh, hopefully you guys feel that we sufficiently covered the topic. <laughs> I mean, I got some more, but... Oh, do you? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. We'll save like, it. If he wants to write in again, I mean... Well, and I, think I got about, stories for days. I think about that sometimes, where it's like, I don't want to tell all my stories on a topic at once, because yeah. if it ever comes up again, you want to have something new to say, you know? Yeah. So, all right, let's move on. Let's go to the, the question that comes to us from Maximum Carnage. And we've actually got two from him this week. So we'll figure out. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys want to do them back-to-back yet. Let's think about that while we're doing this first one. I'll read us in. Okay. He says, greetings, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. By the way, I like that. Did this that is the first, week. first one? This is the first, first one, yep. Okay, yeah. or, uh, well, first in the show notes, mm-hmm. not first chronologically. First, first one? First, first one. Chron- chronological. Let's, you want to go let's chronological. do chronological. Let's do it. Let's okay. get chronic. Let's get to get chronological here. Chronologic. Hold, please. Hold, please. Hold, please. <clears throat> Greetings, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. We're coming up to November, and Sony still hasn't held their usual future game showcase. With new trailers for Final Fantasy 16, Silent Hill, and Resident Evil 4 dropping this past week, do you believe the rumors are true that Sony canceled plans for a showcase due to them acquiring another publisher slash developer? Looking at you, Square Enix. As they don't want to negatively impact their fight against the Activision Blizzard Xbox acquisition. Also, a fuck you shout out to Skrillex, uh, to Skrillex for stealing my KSRD question. Hashtag Discord Wars. So, Ooh. <laughs> there you go. Let's get it. Let's get it. And fighting words, son. Uh, Eli, what do you have for this one? Did you have? I don't. Do you have thoughts? Have All right. No. So, so okay, okay. I, oh, okay. I have to ask: Is there like uh, has like this was written two weeks ago? This now. was an older it, one. So yeah. what happened was it was like. Uh, it was like almost while we were recording or something. It came in, right? The, yeah. So, so when we posted we the it. date, it uh, it looked like it was above that. But we're still gonna read it, Max. We got you, fam. Uh, yeah, because I did write a response but, and and stuff to it. So I yeah, I get you. I was gonna ask: Has anything changed in those two weeks that that 
makes this question more obvious or not? <clears throat> no. Like, did Sony buy Square Enix? No. So there hasn't been a major acquisition from Sony in the last two weeks. But I do think that the question is is somewhat accurate. Like, I do think that part of the reason... You kind of almost answered your own question in a way of why there wasn't a showcase. It's because they have these new trailers for Final Fantasy 16, Silent Hill, Resident Evil 4 Remake, right? All this stuff. And if you come out and you're... So the main argument, I think it's important for people to understand. One of the main arguments that Sony has been pushing towards these legislators who are looking at the Activision Blizzard acquisition is that they don't have any... any um sole properties, any sort of exclusives that can compete directly with Call of Duty. So if Xbox has that as an exclusive, it's like no one can compete in that market, right? So it looks bad for them to be like, we're arguing against exclusivity. Meanwhile, here's this showcase with all these brand new AAA games that are going to be exclusive to PS5, right? Mm. So I I think that's what's going on, is that it just kind of looks bad. And you might say like, well... You know, it's not that hard to parse out the difference there, like, if you really know what you're talking about, which is true, but I don't think that most of these, like, legislators in government are big gamers that are really going to understand, like, what we're talking about when you break these things down to, like, nitty-gritty. They're just going to see exclusive big game here, exclusive big game here, like, and they're going to see, like, okay, well, like, yeah, maybe there isn't as much of an argument to stand on. But um, I do also think that at some point we could be looking at a Square Enix acquisition from PlayStation, and I don't think that that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing really i just i just think it might be inevitable because if you have activision and blizzard these american companies consolidating with microsoft an american company and you sort of have like the west's Mm. take on like a video game like platform and ecosystem then it makes sense for sony a japanese company to then try to consolidate japanese uh talent and publishers so square enix seems like an obvious one to me um, and they also put in, I think it was like 10%, maybe someone fact check this. They they did buy a percentage of FromSoft recently, Sony. Mm. So they're they're kind of going into that route. Um, but yeah, what what do you I, think, Daryl? Or Eli? Yeah, go ahead. I wanted to, I'm kind of confused by the question. Mm. Is there, they're having a, a fight against the Activision Blizzard acquisition? Yes. Yes. So what's the... What's the... Yeah, so so essentially the it's such a big purchase and such a big merger and deal that it has to go through various forms of like legislative bodies that review it and basically say whether it's going to be allowed to proceed or not or if it's a monopoly or if it's, you know, it breaks any sort of like commerce laws, like it's very complicated. I don't pretend mm-hmm. to know all of it. <clears throat> yeah. But essentially that's what's going on and it it has not gone all the way through yet. So Still. Yeah. Hmm. And and the real thing is So they're trying to Sony's trying to fight it? I think they're trying or to Or they're buy just trying time. to like save grace. I, save their, yeah. I think they're trying to buy time because Microsoft has said actually they made a statement this week that Call of Duty would never leave PlayStation. So I don't mm-hmm. really understand what the issue is unless like Sony was just trying to be like, let's buy time for we know they're working on games and service games, like ten to fifteen of them, like multiplayer games and service games, and we haven't seen any of them yet. Who? So Sony. Yeah. So I think they're going to be like waiting, buying time, and then they're like, okay, well, by the time it, this fucking thing finally goes through and you do get COD, well, we've got like four or five things on the market to try to compete, you know? Uh, COD was always like a Sony thing, wasn't it? They always it, had like yeah. the early access, right? Uh, They did in the PS4 era, but actually in the Xbox days, X, uh, Call of Duty used to have 
stuff with Microsoft mm. in the 360 days. Yeah. Mm. So it, actually, the pro scene, it's funny. If you look at it, <clears throat> and the pros on 360 used to play on, or the pros back then used to play on 360, and now they play on PS5 mm. or PC. So, yeah. PC, most likely. Actually, Halo plays on PC now, too, which is weird. So. I mean, I mean. <laughs> I mean, they play with a I mean, controller. They play with a controller, but they like when you watch no, their POV don't. that you can see they have like the hotkeys set up for like, yeah, PC. It's weird. Yeah, for two hundred fifty hertz, dude. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I've talked a lot, Daryl. What, what did you have to say about this? I know you had a response as well. Yeah, so I do believe this uh, the Sony show was canceled, but not from like a studio acquisition. Um. I think it was more so what most people believe. And after what I've kind of been looking online and, and researching for myself, I also believe this as well, is that, you know, because Sony could be losing out on Call of Duty on the platform, you know, they're, they're worried that by having a showcase, by showcasing all these exclusives they are going to be coming out with, pretty soon actually coming 2023 yeah we're thinking that a lot of these exclusives are going to hurt their you know their case of um or microsoft acquiring activision blizzard yeah because sony has so many exclusives they have so many and they're very profitable compared to microsoft's so when you look at games like god of war ragnarok that's coming out next week Marvel Spider-Man 2 coming out next year. You know, Ratchet and Clank, The Last of Us. These are very popular games that Sony has exclusively on their platform. And show these to the world, you know, they're gonna Microsoft is claiming that hey, Sony has all these exclusives in their in their bag. Even though we're taking Activision Blizzard, you know, Sony can they can sure sure as hell survive with these games that they're showcasing. So I think that's the reason why Sony is very scared at the moment because they know that these exclusives are definitely great for the consumers, but they think it's going to be potentially harmful in them and helping Microsoft, you know, acquire Activision Blizzard. Yeah. I... When you look at it, um, you know, like God of War Ragnarok and, and Marvel Spider-Man, when they come out, they're going to kill it in sales for sure they're they're gonna sell so many copies when they come out yeah it's it's pretty insane i don't know if you've been keeping up with the uh the news from modern warfare 2 and we're gonna talk about modern warfare 2 a little later in the show but it's the fastest selling call of duty ever it it Mm. sold 800 million worth of copies in just the first three days of release it's um like insanely massive game right it is kind of blown up huh yeah yeah so and I, I know I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it too, Colin, that Microsoft has come out and said, you know, even though we're going to acquire Activision Blizzard, we're not making it exclusive to our platform. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if this has been confirmed or not. I, I've kind of been seeing it floating around. Um, Sony doesn't believe that. They're, they're saying that even though Microsoft is saying that it's not going to be exclusive to Xbox, they're saying that that deal only says that it's only going to um on both platforms for about three years and then after that that's when it's going to be exclusive to to xbox i've seen that online on the few sides i don't know if that's confirmed or not but yeah that is um, the written agreement that they have right now or like the 
the legal document states only through 2027. <clears throat> that was the initial sort of like uh, proposal. But this week, Phil Spencer came, came out and basically said like he wants it to be there in perpetuity. But, you know, if, again, this is he's saying one thing, right? Until you get it in writing, I wouldn't be satisfied with that as Sony. Um, right. And also, Call of Duty is taking next year off, which is something they have not done in a long time. So the next, I mean, you might only get one or two more Call of Duties then by 2027 if they're switching to maybe a non-annual release, you know? I wonder if they did that on purpose. Exactly. Yeah, it's hard to know, right? I I, th- mm-hmm. I also wonder, like, where's the Modern Warfare 3 remastered campaign? Like, you guys remember how they did the first two and released them as, like, standalone for, like, 40 bucks? Like, there was heavy rumors going around mm-hmm. that the third one was done and already, like, complete. They just haven't released it yet. And mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if they're going to save that for one of those, like, gap years or something like that. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of sucks because... No, a lot of people were looking forward to the showcase. I, for one, was really excited to see like more updates on Marvel Spider-Man Two, just because that game's coming out pretty soon. So I know a lot of fans were disappointed, and you know the real victims in this is, are, are the the fans, the gamers. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't get to see anything. You know, Silent Hill Two, RE Four Remake are cool. You know, they're they're great games, and you know the announcement of Silent Hill Two Two was one that people have been waiting for for a while yeah but um you know, they're not the games that you know these are some of the games that were revealed in the last showcase from last year um but yeah you know just a lot of games that people are looking forward to you know people are missing out because sony you know wants to be <laughs> so act some type of way i think you'll still see something like they're gonna so they have the playstation vs or God, I can't talk. PSVR 2 got announced this, this this past week. It's going to be coming out in February, and it's 550 bucks. I'm assuming they're going to do a, a showcase with like the launch titles for that. So you'll probably get that, which is not exactly what we want or what we're looking for, but it's something. And then I'm thinking you'll also get some trailers at the Game Awards in December. You always do, right? That's like usually a big place that things get announced. That's where Death Stranding first got announced. Um, Last of Us uh, Part 2 had a big presence there when it was initially being really revealed so we'll see i'm hoping we get factions and death stranding 2 revealed in december that's that's my my take okay um good question though maximum carnage you guys have anything else you want to add to that before we move on okay so now let's go forward in time but back on the document up to maximum's other question you guys ready for this yeah okay so he says greetings ed ed and eddie Again, I like that. we got to figure out who's who, but I like it. Last week, for the first time in my seven-year-long greenkeeping career, I took a direct hit from a golf ball. It was fully driven, about 300 yards, and it had one mission, to fly into my sheltered buggy and strike me on the pinky toe. Painful, but impressive. Indeed. Today, I faced karma and made a donation to charity in the hopes that these white balls of death will at least stay away from my head and dick titties. (laughs) What the? Oh, tighties? I I don't know what that word is. So my question is this, do you guys believe in karma and do you have any karma related stories? Eli, take us in. Thoughts. Uh, yeah, I believe in karma. Explain sure. yourself. I just like, not exactly like <clears throat> direct, super direct karma. I don't think, you know, like, oh, Instant, like instantaneous karma, I don't think is like a thing. But mm. yeah, if you, I think it, you know, you live, you know, a 
a bad negative life. It just it just overwhelms and engulfs you. Yeah. Whether it's uh like a higher power or not, it's just it's not healthy and it'll uh it'll eat you up from the inside out for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort of like a reap what you sow kind of philosophy. Yeah, I don't know if like you do something bad that you're gonna like you know I don't know, you trip and fall and hurt yourself or anything. Right. But it it'll get to you. For sure. I believe in that. I believe in that too. What what do you think, Daryl? I believe in karma. Um, I'm in the same boat with you guys. Uh, I believe in like karma, good karma, bad karma. Um, I always try to carry myself in a way where I try to be positive and you know, do the little things, you know, try to help out my fellow man, my brothers and sisters out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, little things like, you know, just saying hi, um, the opening doors for people. Yeah. Even though people no. don't say thank you. Um, Sometimes they do. Yeah, I've, yeah. Most times they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's been some times where you know I've I've gone like I would say like above and beyond. Like, um, well, I was at a theme park one time and I found someone's uh, wallet in the in the seat that they were just in. So I gave it back to the guy, or at least the the attendant of the ride, just saying, "Hey, this I found their wallet here." Yep. You know, stuff like that, or or pushing a car out of the street. I've done that a few times. Um, Wait, what? Helping a car or if helping like, like the owners dies. of the car. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, get it off the road. Like, well, this guy's just out here pushing cars out of the street, dude. Those guys are right, pushing because I don't like them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, them up. Yeah, you know, I've done things like that just because um, I just try to help people out. And I believe in good karma. So I, I definitely do think that at times it, it does pay off, you know, just helping people out. And bad karma it's just weird i don't think i think bad karma does exist and the other day i like killed a bug i like stepped on it. i was like fucking die man i hate you bug but then i was like oh man it, that bug didn't do anything to me yeah i'm, I'm gonna get so screwed later in life <laughs> <laughs> yep you know, i think you know, things like that i think about that a lot with like animals you know, or like, I mean, obviously I treat my pets really well and stuff, but more, yeah, like with bugs and stuff, you you just like, my first instinct with spiders is to fucking kill them, you know, but I need, but I'm trying to just like leave them alone if like they're not doing me any harm, you know, just like let them do their thing. Cause yeah, I totally believe in that. That it comes back. Yep. I, I do have a karma story. Um, so me, I'm a big, I'm a big, big proponent of safe driving. I, I, love it when people drive safe on the road and i drive safe myself i try to keep it under you know the speed limit uh, i turn my blinkers on mm-hmm. um, i let mm-hmm. people go you know you know follow follow the the rules of the road right so it really upsets me when people you know don't abide by that and they they drive reckless out there on the road mm-hmm. so i was leaving work one day i was driving home and i think it was a like a holiday weekend because there was a lot of cars on the road that weekend or that day and I'm driving, driving down, and and in my rear view or on my side mirror, I see a car about super way in the back just start cutting through the middle lane. It would like go in and out, in and out, in and out. But it was never at the designated areas to like break out of your lane and try to pass everybody up. Mm. It was always like in the the middle island. The, he would use the that that lane as a passing lane. 
Oh my um, God. But whenever Trent Alavit to get to a destination, he would just use it to try to pass everybody up. So he would do that, do that, do that. I'm like, dead enough. Oh, just wish there's a damn cop here somewhere. You know, cut that nonsense out. Yeah. And then last time he actually got into a lane, he never came back out. I was like, oh, okay, maybe he's just like, you know, maybe he's just frustrated with some drivers in the back. But then he I should- saw some, huh? Maybe he shit his pants. Trying to get it out, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the worst. I've had that happen a few times. I nearly shit myself driving home. Oh, God. In the seated position, it's already so close to, yeah. you know. If, if you're in the car, do you still hover? Uh, do I hover? <laughs> I just clench my ass cheeks real hard. <laughs> do I hover? <laughs> I clench them hard, dude. Like, like. As tight as I can. Right. <laughs> Sorry, uh, what happened yeah. to this car? <laughs> what happened to this car? What's going on here? Um, <laughs> so the the car eventually stopped. It wasn't cutting in and out of traffic. I realized this because there was a uh, there was a, a CHP in the back. I guess he had caught him, and he was probably just letting him do his thing for a little bit just to get him on camera. But I saw the sirens go off, and then he went and got the guy. I was doing all that shenanigans on the road. I was like, yes. Yes! Yeah, I've never yeah. seen this happen before. But it is so good when road justice takes place, man. I love it. Road justice, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's good. That is good. I lo- I just love when people like go by you and you end up at the same light as them. You know, they like yeah, speed to get around you and you're it's just like immediate <laughs> gratification. You're like, what's up, dude? I mean hey. <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah. Did all that. Yeah. The other thing nowhere. The other thing I try to like really be aware of with karma is uh, as it like relates to the workforce stuff is like I don't I used to do it more. But in recent years, I don't like call off sick unless I'm sick. I don't I don't like fucking mess with fate like that because I just feel like you're tempting shit, you know, and, and like God. And I never would. I don't know what kind of fucked up people would do this, but like, you know, pretending something is wrong with like someone in your family, like making up an emergency that you have to like deal with, you know, like. That kind of shit, no way, because I just know, like, if I did something like that ever, first of all, it's, like, hard to, like, keep track of that, and you're probably going to get lost in your own, like, lie. But second of all, like, it's just going to come back, and something might actually then happen to your family member or whatever, you know? Like, specifically with COVID, I never did, like, the thing to try to get the 10 days off because Mm -hmm. of COVID stuff. You know, I was like, I'm not going to mess with this shit because I don't want to actually get it. And then be like, wow, like, look, <laughs> you know, I, like I, I did this to myself. So, yeah, that's another guys, area you, I try to think about it. You guys were all working from home anyways. Yeah, exactly. Well, for the first few weeks, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. We had to be in, I think, it was like the first actually month we probably didn't have to be in too much. But after that, they were like, we prefer if you guys come back at least like four days a week. I was like, all right, well, shit. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's always a good one because I, I, I know there's a lot of, you know, well, when people say they got to leave because of the emergency, you, know, you can't really second guess it, you know, or, or ask them further, like, hey, like, what what's going on? It's just first instinct is like, all right, cool. Got an emergency, take off. Yep. But then when the details come out, you're like, really? Like that, really? that wasn't an emergency. Oh, no. Like, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that one. Yep. Well, Definitely just don't believe in. And lying, dude, it's just too. It's, I don't know how you keep up with that shit, you know. Mm-hmm. It feels bad to do, and it's like, it's like you're saying, like it just makes it consuming, you know. Yeah. Like it's. I got. Yeah. With the karma too, it's just more of like a mindset, you know. 
Mm-hmm. It's more of a mental thing than just like, oh, he's physically going to get. That's to sum up what I was saying, trying to say. I got you. It's more like a mental thing. Yeah. You, know? you live a good, pure life. That's what you get. And you get what you reap what you sow, man. Yeah. You'll, your mind will be at ease if you're a good person. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how I. Yeah. Yeah. So will everybody around you. Mm-hmm. So your life will just genuinely be less stressful. And mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Well, good question there, Maximum. And tell us in your uh, next write-in, who is Ed, who is Ed Double D, and who's Eddie? Which one of us is which for you to decide? All right. Next question comes to us from Skrillis. Daryl, you want to read us in on this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to uh, read it in? Uh, Eli? No. Right. No. <laughs> no. Oh, here we go. All Eli's right. already hyped. He's heated. All right. So... But the reaction Eli gave from Collins to delete God of War. Please <laughs> tell me, Eli, what makes God of War 2018 so good? Didn't find the game that great personally. Didn't find the game. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I was wondering. You guys tricked me. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's a copy sure of me. I'm yeah. the one that, that updates the script. Okay. Yeah. Story wise, this kind of story trying to reach a certain location to achieve a set goal just felt lackluster in comparison to previous God of War games. Combat to me felt very sluggish, responsive, yet sluggish. Never felt like this was the Kratos I knew. It felt like a new character. Understand that's how character, character development works. It was a bit too much of a change for me, and di- don't get me started on the Atreus. The absolute worst mechanic <laughs> to add to a game. Again, oh. this is all my opinion and subjective. Eli. Yeah, man. What do you got to say for yourself? Is, dude's just nuts. My guy's nuts. <laughs> what do you mean? That's a God of War game. That's what you do. <laughs> Well, so, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't really know how to back this up. Besides, like it's that's what it is. Okay, okay. It's a fucking great game. Well, did you play it's a God the of War games? games? I played three remaster. That's right. Okay, that's right. That's what got me back into games. Yeah, yeah. And you run a linear path, and fucking destroy demons in the in your path. <laughs> <laughs> what did we come here for? An open world? Mm, mm. Not me. This sir. is not an open world game. I do. I will admit, some that the the combat can feel sluggish, but that's video games. It's like slow. all video games are like that. Yeah. Unless it's Warframe, but yeah, most games are kind of like once you press the button, your move is like telegraphed, right? Like right. you're not actually like strapped up to like motion capture and doing your moves yourself in real time. Otherwise, you'd be the god of war, right? You'd be crazy. So, like, yeah, there's definitely some. I feel like it's a problem of a lot of games. Is the combat feeling sluggish? So I wouldn't really put that on. It's how they. It's how they can like work it to make it feel good, you know? Right. Like the charge ups and stuff makes it. Uh. It make yeah. It's just part. It's part of games. But um. Yeah, I just I don't know. I thought Atreus was great. You didn't really have to like. You didn't really have to like upkeep him, you know, like an esc like a classic escort mission in any kind of game is just usually pretty shitty. Right. But like Atreus held his own and actually like helped, but wasn't like over overbearing or anything. 
Yeah, I didn't. I found that to be the weirdest part of his critique was the Atreus piece because I don't remember it being that much of a headache. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you, he, he had skills, right? You could upgrade him and stuff, yeah. but it was pretty minimal. Yeah, I think part of the 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 um one of the things that I didn't like too was it wasn't linear enough. Yes, they did try to toss that in, which was I mean, but it was fine. I I don't know. I think. I know Colin had a tough time with the Ravens and all, but (laughs) 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 I think they handled it well. It wasn't like massive. Like, I don't want to like run around and it's a guy working. I don't know. Yeah, I I didn't want like a a major map with like, you know, like Assassin's Creed or Ubisoft style, like go clear this area, then go clear this area, then go clear. You know, it's a different game at that point. So I, I liked, yeah, I liked the balance between open world and linear i just yeah. didn't like the fast travel and i've said that before it's kind of weird yeah i i really hope they get that fixed in in ragnarok because i've heard ragnarok is like 70 hours so you know well, that's because you're walking around mars no fast travel <laughs> oh, <laughs> god yeah no. it's the open world with checkboxes all over the place jesus fuck i hope not I really hope not. I don't think it will be. I, I, I like the mixture, like having open areas, which is what it felt like to me in this game. It's like you had a linear section, then you got to an area that like opened up a little bit and you could do a couple different paths through it. But ultimately, they ended up at the same place. Mm-hmm. And then, you, you know, like, I don't know. Like, and it was cool. beautiful. It is stunning, dude. Amazing looking game. I, especially I, at the time. I haven't even played the PS5 like update. Yeah. Yeah, true. I, w- I wanted to speak to you with the uh, with the God of War. I didn't really speak on the Kratos changing. Oh yeah, but I I have to say I may be partially biased because of being a dad now. But like I think the way they did make him grow was like pretty good. Like yeah, he is a dad now, but I think he was still like a super badass. Mm-hmm. But he he showed love to Atreus in the way someone like that would know how he wasn't some like, you know, he didn't, he didn't turn into somebody totally different. He wasn't some like, you know, total weakling. He showed that he cared by teaching him to be a badass, Right. And wasn't soft with him. So I think they, I think they worked that in great. Mm -hmm. It felt like a dad Kratos felt like Kratos, but it felt like, you know, a dad Kratos. Yeah, totally. And almost sometimes not even, <laughs> but still at the same time. I think it was. I thought they wrote that excellent. Well, and the director and the writer had just had a son, right? Or in the time since he had worked on the previous. Oh, Star really? Wars, like, yeah. So I think a lot of it was like him growing up as a person and a writer, and then wanting the character to grow up with him. Yeah. You know, which which totally makes sense. And I do think that there's an acknowledgement from Sony with this and like Last of Us and some of these, you know, like dad simulator memes that's like. <laughs> the the player base is older, right? Like a lot of the yeah. people that grew up with PlayStation are in their 30s now, even yep. in their 40s. So they are going to be having kids. So these stories are going to resonate more with people that that can latch on to that piece. Like for me, like I appreciated the relationship with Atreus, but it certainly isn't the same. It didn't feel the same to me as it probably did to you, Eli. You know, having mm-hmm. a son. So like, yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, Daryl, what did what did you think about Charles's uh, comment? Um, I was I was shocked. It's not 
you definitely don't hear that kind of uh that kind of comment being made towards God of War. Um I, I think universally, I think most people would agree God of War twenty eighteen is probably like one of the best games they've ever played. Mm-hmm. So um just hearing something like that definitely caught me off guard. Um for me personally, I enjoyed this game a lot. It's probably like one of my favorite games of all time. I grew up playing God of War over the years. I played God of War one, two, three. So and, you know, it, it was really, really an exciting time when, you know, this this game was coming out. And I was not disappointed, man. I, I really had a great time with this game. And for me, the, the high point of this game was the story. I absolutely enjoyed the story. This, the story was just so good. Yeah. I, I, I really liked the story. Just playing it a second time. No, I, I've already talked about this at the beginning of the year, but I played God of War. Uh, a second time because I played it on the um, the first time I played it was on Give Me God of War and I played it on like the easiest setting uh, yeah. at the beginning of the year to try to clean up all the trophies and I I just re- I just don't remember the game be- being that good you know yeah. the story was that good playing it a second time you know just the the world I love the world the world was man the, the design of the world was great uh, it just wanted me to explore everything you know just what the world had to offer. Yeah. And I was a little bummed that you couldn't really travel to more of like the Norse realms. I think there was a couple that were blocked at the time. So, um, you know, they probably just didn't want to give everything out on their, on their first game. Um, they probably wanted to set it up for like the sequels or something. That's exactly but, what it was. Yeah. I think they've, they've said that in uh, interviews. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to explore more of it, but that, that didn't really deter from the fact that the game was great overall. And, you know, just had the great world. The characters are great. I love all the characters that were introduced in the story. You know, you had a Brock injury, Mimir. Mimir was probably like the best addition to the game. I, I loved having him on there, and especially when he was um, linked up with Atreus. Those two worked so well together. It's like Atreus was already knowledgeable enough like that's what that's what makes the trade such a great character is that not only was he capable when it came to combat when it was down to throw bows he knew so much about the norse world that kratos mm-hmm. had to rely on him for knowledge yeah i mean no, he was Atreus. more of a native than kratos was yeah for sure so a lot of the times you know Atreus was just in this world that he had no familiarity with and atreus was there to help him like understand like some of the events that were going on, you know, a lot of these characters that were coming across. Um, so he was great in both aspects of being like a, a capable warrior, but also like a very knowledgeable person. Mm. So that's why I loved a, a lot about Atreus. And um, just the just the the bonding moments those two had together, I think was really cool. You know, just the hardened warrior that Kratos is. And, you know, Atreus was pretty lively at times. He was like, you know, very young, he's just joking around, and the, just those two elements, you know, in their personas, <laughs> at times they work, works well, but like, at times you could tell, like, Kratos was like, dude, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're starting to get on my nerves, but then, like, later later in the game, you know, Kratos definitely warms up, Kratos starts cracking jokes, uh, which was really funny, and I, I just like that relationship. I feel like if I were ever a parent, I'd probably be like Kratos. Like, I, I definitely won't tell my my kids I love them like that. But like, um, you know, just just 
you got got to set your kids up, you know, for success because you know you definitely aren't going to be around to look over them, and especially at that age, they got to be able to take care of themselves. So yeah, definitely probably be like hard and maybe a tough parent, but I'd definitely be like a loving parent as well. Like I, it would just be hard for me to show it because I'm definitely not. No, out there with my feelings, especially mm-hmm. with my wife. I don't tell her like, "Babe, I love you." Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> no, I'm definitely not like that. But I'm like, you know, I, I'm definitely caring in my own ways. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. As, yeah, absolutely. I think. Uh, well, it's gonna be interesting. We're only really four days away from the next one coming out, and we'll get to see the continuation of this. But I'm, I'm personally pretty excited. I think like, I, I also largely disagree that the game is bad right or i don't know I don't, he's not saying it's bad he just was not he's kind of underwhelmed by it i i kind of disagree i think the game was awesome but i can see some of like the points so like the main thing with the combat like you were talking about eli i get it you know it is slow combat but it's because you can't spam buttons anymore like you could in the old games so mm-hmm. like at the time when i played weird it, right it'd be weird i and I, at the time when i played 2018 i had not played the older games like any of them so now I've played God of War 1, 2, and 3, and 2018. So I can kind of speak to, like, the, the difference there. And, yeah, the combat is different. Like, the first three games, it feels more like a Devil May Cry. It's like a beat up kind of hack-em-slash kind of genre. Whereas they certainly had some influences from Souls combat in God of War 2018. I don't think you can really deny that. And it's it's very slow. It's very deliberate. But it's because still it brutal. Roll? It's got a role. It's got a central lock on targeting. It's got dedicated animations when you do your attacks. It's got, you know, like the the way that you kind of approach the combat with enemies feels really similar to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I, I, I liked it. I think the camera was maybe a little close to you. Like, I know that was like some of the complaint was like you couldn't your field of vision wasn't very massive, you know. And so I agree with that. Like most third-person games, the camera is a little more set back from you. Like we'll see if that's the case still in Ragnarok or not. But I, I don't know. Like I, I otherwise thought the game was pretty awesome. You know, he did feel like a new character, but he not in the way that like you couldn't tell like who he used to be. You know, I still feel like they did a good job of being like it's been. You know, I don't actually know how long really because he's a god. So has it been thousands? Has it been hundreds of years? He's he's not mm-hmm. really like. You know, or has it been 30? I, I mean, I don't really know, but it felt like a decent amount of time had passed, right? They were respectful to some of that source material. He still had some visions of people that were in the earlier games. I don't want to spoil too much. Um, and also the some of the weapon set, right, like felt very, like, faithful. And, yeah, I just think it was, it was pretty good, like, overall. I, I think the things that messed up were the small things, you know? The menuing was weird. I don't really feel the need for that much inventory clutter in a God of War game. Like, doesn't doesn't need it. Uh, this the fast travel was weird. Didn't really appreciate that. Um, backtracking was a pain in the ass in God of War 2018. At least when it came out. I don't know if it's been patched. I'm sure it has. It's maybe a little different now. When it came out, backtracking was kind of annoying. I I can kind of take or leave the Metroidvania aspects of it. Of like, oh, you unlocked a new power. Go back to the first area and break this wooden barrier that was right next to your house or something. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I really need that, but like the, the, the presentation, the combat, the acting, the writing, like all that stuff was amazing. So it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to find faults. You know, it's just, I, I'm nitpicking at that point. You know, it's not really a legitimate right. concern. So I, I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I would say the same thing about like the the like the RPG elements. You, you could probably do away with that. I, I didn't really mess with that whole bunch, like upgrading like my weapons or putting runes on my equipment, enchantments, stuff like that. I didn't really care for that too much. Same. Uh, the combat was a little stiff. Um, I, it it kind of reminded me of like Arkham, like the the Arkham games. You know, like. That man's like just walking through the map, but he's so stiff. Mm. Like, bro hasn't stretched in years. I felt like <laughs> Kratos was kind of like the same thing. Right. You Kratos know? don't need a stretch, bro. <laughs> I mean, he when, you're that, yo- when you're that yoked, dude, you just walk like you got three suitcases, you know? Yeah. It's just how it goes. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. He's got a cookie in his cheeks the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, carrying cookies and suitcases. Oh, the the other thing I would really small like critique I would say is the enemy diversity is not that big in the first game. There's not a ton of like different types of like it's just the draw or whatever the fucking those things were called. And then you had like sub like mini bosses and stuff that were pretty cool. And there's a couple optional encounters, but I've read the reviews already for Ragnarok, and apparently the BC area is like massively expanded compared to the first Mm -hmm. game. So that's pretty exciting. Nice. Yeah, I guess I guess for me the thing I really enjoyed most was just the evolution of Kratos. Like the the first games, the first three games, it's just Kratos was just an angry, hell bent enemy god, you know, trying to get revenge on the gods for just you know screwing him over during his time as a you know, as a servant to Ares, you know. So that whole time he was just like a hell bent guy, just pissed off about everything mm-hmm. and you know maybe for most people that's okay to have like six or seven games where the characters just pissed off at the world but for me I, I just it was nice to see a different light of kratos just like this guy already done what he was set out to do he basically wiped out all of the greek gods now he's like you know i just want to live my life in solitude and peace and try to raise my son and you know it was just a different side of him that i really enjoyed seeing you know it, it, playing all those games it's like dude i just never thought he could become this person that i'm seeing in 2018 mm-hmm. it's like even though it was like deep down he had it buried away throughout the whole entire game you could definitely see it being unleashed it's like dude he's the same kratos and i love seeing that yeah and, I, you know, I, I agree and just you know just ha- ha- trying to continue that story where he's just so mad and hell-bent i think i think a this was like a really good look for him just to like change like you know just trying to see what they can do with the character and see how it's received and i think most people agree that you know this side of kratos is probably like you know the best thing that they that you know to be offered and i really enjoyed it it was great to see this side of kratos because you know deep down you know he can become like the old god of war at any point which is cool Mm -hmm. totally totally agree yeah, I'll be curious to see where they go from, from here. Um, but yeah, the game's dropping really soon, so I'll be playing it next week. Uh, I'm sure a bunch of people in the Discord will as well. If you're going to be playing it, let us know. And uh, yeah, it'll be a fun time. Trophy, the trophy hunt I've heard is long. Like I said before, I think the game to beat it is like 40-something hours, maybe 50. Maybe 30, high 30s if you're like going through quick. But to do like a platinum, it's maybe 70 to 100 hours. So Ooh. be a lot of ravens, dude. There's a lot of ravens, brother. There's a lot of ravens. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's exciting for some people. I think that's a little long, but I'm also not going to not do it, you know, because I'm sure the game's going to be fantastic. So, yeah, it'll be good. Okay. 
let's go. We got two more questions to get through before we get into what we've been playing. And uh, yeah, we're at an hour 21 already, so we'll, we'll keep it moving here. This one comes to us from Diego Juan, and he wants to know, and we missed these two last time because we had, you know what happened. We missed a few of these questions. So we're, we're playing catch up here. First question he wants to ask us is, who is the best written character in gaming for you? I answered Joel from The Last of Us. Nice. Good choice. Yeah, I just think he's got, he's an actual character. He's got development. He's got, you know, fears, hopes, desires, you know, relationships that like have worked out and that have not worked out. And that impacts his moment to moment in the game. His like, and his redemption arc in Last of Us Part 2, I think is really moving, very touching. And yeah, I just think that that character is really, really well realized i don't think that there's a lot of characters in gaming that are well written as like a person just as like a normal human and uh he's probably one of the best examples in ellie uh of that in gaming so that's what i had what did you guys have for that kratos Ooh. <laughs> nice <laughs> let's go Represent. i don't i honestly don't, i don't play a lot of games with like super deep character development right like uh yeah killing floor and rocket league <laughs> You know, it's all really happened. <laughs> Iron Snout or whatever the hell. That yeah, is. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so, fine. I mean, sorry I for the layman, answer, good. but yeah, that's I do answer. think he's, uh, especially in the 2000, 2018. Yes. Well, and yeah, I don't know what other one. <laughs> and the, and the older ones, dude, literally, like, I just didn't, the story, I would, I didn't care. I wasn't there for the story. I was there for, like, the combat, and that was pretty much it. I liked it. Yeah. Just fucking destroy everything. <laughs> so metal <laughs> yeah it's pretty sick dude what did you have daryl what was your favorite character in gaming or best written character in gaming uh i gotta go with a character way back and not even on playstation okay my uh, runescape so... character yeah <laughs> we, ate, we ate the pie <laughs> that was my runescape character's name oh my god we ate yeah. the pie we ate the pie oh gosh I don't even wow, know like what a... it, I don't even know what it, like, I just did it, you know, when you're like a kid and you're just like, fuck it. Sounds like that, that, um, that comment that Jim's dad said to him in American Pie. We'll just tell your mom we ate the pie. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it's from. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, I gotta go with, uh, Dominic Santiago. Name ring a bell, guys. Is that from, uh, Mafia 3? Ah, it's from Gears of War. Ah, yes. Dominic. Yes, Dominic. Dom. Mm-hmm. Marcus's best friend. Yeah, man. His wife goes yeah. through that horrible shit in the second game. Yep. Yeah. Like, right away, you know, I immediately like uh, Dom. It's just, you know, his character was, you know, he was, he was a very likable character. It was funny at times, and um, he was a really fucking sick soldier and just the the loyalty that he had with like marcus and the rest of delta squad i, I really enjoyed that most about him mm. but um you know right away off the bat you you know like why dom's like fighting like what's causing him to keep pushing through when you know all of hope from uh humanity seems lost you know he's trying to find his wife and for me you know at that time i wasn't married i was with um wife who was my girlfriend at that time so it was like and strangely enough dom's wife was maria and that's my, uh, that's yeah, the name of my wife say, too wasn't her name like yeah okay that's what i thought yes so they share the same name so like it 
in you know some weird way i felt like i was dom in the video game like just trying to like find my wife and all this madness that's going on and like colin said i won't really spoil it i really want to because i felt like the game's been uh, off for too long you guys have done this yourself yeah seriously it's like you just it's been fucking over a decade at this point i don't oh. think it's you know we already spoiled asterisk playroom oh my gosh yeah you're right. <laughs> dead we did <laughs> Is man, who cares? <laughs> this is different. This is literally like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> that's, that's that's literally the reaction I had. And here's the word, too. I was like, what? No way. I didn't think this was gonna ever happen. And you find out, like, what? No, no. no. Right, anyways, I kind of want to know. Now you're gonna so play it at some point. You have an Xbox, don't you? No. What? Yeah, they, yeah, you have an Xbox, brother. I played on PC. I started on PC, actually. Nah. All right, man, fucking loser. Oh no, I don't know if Eli's <laughs> ready for for this. I think I think I want to play it, but I don't think I'm gonna. So I I kind of want to hear it, but maybe we do this off. I don't care, dude. All right, we'll, <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll we'll do this off the air. Yeah, about that. Okay. okay. Yeah, just just this whole character is like you can't help but root for the guy because he's definitely like a guy you want. The outcomes to happen to mm-hmm. you know so he's a very likable character and just like his his story man it's just so sad like it just gets like at like once part two comes around you're like fuck it can't get worse than that then part three comes you're like fuck i don't want to play the series no more yeah oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty rough dude that's me with that uh what the heck is that that larry david show Oh, uh, curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, bro. It's just like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. This is way too like, way too stressful. Like, there's no way this can get worse, and it just gets worse. And then that's the end of the episode. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's oh, basically okay. Dom's story throughout Gears of War. It's oh like, god. Yeah. But he, but he goes out swinging. You know, he goes out swinging. He but, does. Um. But yeah, he was like a, a character that really resonated with me. I, I really enjoy seeing his character kind of go through. Here's a one through three. Mm-hmm. He's a, that's a really good choice. I hadn't thought about that. I mean, of, I was like, oh, Master Chief's so cool, but I'm like, he's not really like, he's nothing. He, like, he's got yeah. maybe like a hundred lines of dialogue across five games. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I was thinking about doing Steve, but you know, oh, oh, oh. All right, uh, we got another question before we get into what we've been playing from Diego Juan. And this is a little more fun, less uh, gaming related, more so just kind of real life stuff. So this has got to do with the retail environments. He says, also, I used to work in retail. And if I'm correct, you guys work in a similar environment where you got to deal with customers on a daily basis. What are your worst Karen interaction stories? And I will really quickly caveat at the top. We work in a production environment where there is not interactions day to day with the uh, cl- with like customers. So we do My not customers anymore. are Colin and Daryl. Yeah, the cu- <laughs> your customers are uh, yeah. And it's shit in some corporate lingo. Your customers are your or your other coworkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but no. Um, so not we do not actually a lot of wine industry. You know, d- like does have like tasting rooms or whatever, but we don't have that at our facility. So um, and even if we did, I do at one of the facilities, but it's uh, oh that's right. Yeah, it's pretty separated. Yep, the lines are quite blurred. But as far as customer interaction, we don't do that. We do not do that. But I did work retail. So really my only retail experience then was for like four years uh, in high school. 
my my two years junior senior year of high school and then my first two years when i was still in town at the junior college i worked at a skate shop slash tanning salon slash clothing store it was like a conglomerate of shit and it was called adrenaline zone <laughs> super 90s right <laughs> yeah get your tan on an adrenaline zone baby. exactly so he the owner hired me as like basically to like clean and do all that kind of shit and also to deal with like the skate counter because i would like put together boards for people and all that kind of stuff um oh, which was pretty fun dope. yeah which was pretty a fun shop with a tanning like so I got I bet to see all like, the dudes are just chilling in the shop. <laughs> I got to see uh, attractive uh, young women come in, you know, from time to time. And uh, yeah, as a high schooler, I was like, "This is pretty cool." Uh, yeah. But not like I ever had the balls to actually talk to them or anything. <laughs> so, but either way, it, it was interesting. That was my retail experience. And as it went on, I eventually became like the weekend manager. Like I would open and close the shop and stuff like that, and uh, work there by myself on some shifts. So yeah, it, that was pretty interesting. I think one of the ones that really jumps out to me i mean of course some customers are dicks always but was i had someone call the phone there for adrenaline zone and when i answered they just immediately started like cussing me out like fuck you you piece of shit like i can't believe like you're just you're just an asshole blah blah and i was like whoa um this isn't the owner like this is one of the employees and they're like oh well, fuck you too. I can't believe you work for that. Like, work for that piece of shit. Or whatever. And I was like, and so like, and eventually, after like you know a minute of them just like berating me, I was like, dude, I don't know what the fuck you want me to do. I just work here. I don't like the guy either. I'm here for a paycheck, and I go home. I'm also 17 years old. So like, what do you want from me? And he's like, all right, you're right. My bad. And then just like, and then like, like kind of, and that was the end of it. But like, but that's like the main interaction that sticks out to me is just like, what the fuck is? <laughs> like, that's pretty so funny, weird. dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's my story. What do you guys have, or do you have? Male something? Karens are the worst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually oh. don't have a lot of uh, stories like that. I worked some retail selling Christmas trees. Yeah. Slang, slang and trees. But the uh, slang and sap, sap. that was always like everyone's in the Christmas mood. I never had too many. It was always just kind of a bitch when they like expect you to like bring the tree to the road or whatever. Mm. Like so they go down and cut it out. It's like, oh, it's it's back there, up there a mile. It's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll throw it onto the wagon, but uh, all right. All right. But then uh, <laughs> not, there wasn't like too much there in the grocery store. I can't remember too much. We were just fucking around in the back. So yeah, I I, I unfortunately don't have like well, too that's many. Good. And I worked at a at that restaurant. I worked at God's for a little while. Oh yeah, mm. that's right. But I was the fry guy, so like there wasn't a ton going on. I was down there at the end by Expo, mm-hmm. so I got I got a little bit of like some dramas, but. I, w- uh, nah. I wasn't I was never the uh, they have some person I forget what they called it but like the outside guy that would like walk around and clean shit up and just yeah. talk to people and shit Buster. yeah but there it's like kind of like a yeah it's basically a buster they just have a fancy word for They're it supposed to be like an attitude you know like real talkative people go out there and shit you know yeah talk like a sh- like shit. a schmoozer yeah 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 but uh yeah so, I, so unfortunately I don't have a ton of those stories that's all good. Daryl, do you have uh, some retail stuff that was annoying like that or no? Uh, I never worked retail, um, but I did have a Karen story. Mm. Uh, so I don't know if you guys knew this, but, but before I, I, I started working with you guys, I used to work for the security company that's just outside the gate. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I worked for that company for about a good year. Probably oh, whoa, the, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I, I was there for a bit. And that's probably how I found out about you guys. Oh, yeah, uh, probably. Just I had to keep showing up to that damn place all the time because this fucking guard kept sleeping outside. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you still continue to do that when I switched over and started working with you guys. Like, wait, wait, you went, you were the security guard at, the, at that place sometimes? Well, I had, well, I was kind of like the soup. So I had to like oh. show up and like check on the guys and, you know, uh, our, our, our guy that was out there is it? sleeping. Is our place the only place where they sleep all the time? No, they sleep at other places. It's, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. It's usually during the night shift because they think that nobody's out there checking on them. Sunday. Yup. So yeah, when I when I worked at that security company, um, we we did like an event where we we did security for this winery, and you guys probably know about it, but it's the winery that does all those concerts like mm. you know, during the summer of yeah. the year. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I have no we, idea. What? Oh, it's been a while because of COVID. They yeah, don't put the signs up, but you see it like if you're actually like. What is it? We don't work there. <laughs> no, you don't. Not if that lady's still there. Yeah. <laughs> what but, lady? Yeah. Karen, I'm about to talk what? about. Okay, okay. Let's hear it. So we did security over there. And uh, it was cool, man. Concert and everything. Had a lot of bands play. I can't remember the name of the band, but it's that, that one band that sings the um, Wish I Knew You When You Were Young. Could have got so high. Oh, yeah. I don't know, dude. When you were young? But, yeah. They, they were I the band that was playing. Room, but then I was <laughs> I, I did the a, killers I did security over there. I don't know if it's the killers. I think it starts with an R, like the remembering or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Colin probably okay. can. I mean, let me do are. some research, but yeah, keep, keep going. Let me see if I can find the. But uh, no, it was a really cool thing, and my whole story actually takes place after the event when people are actually leaving. So, probably the hardest job for security at these kind of events is just traffic control. You know, all these cars are showing up. Everybody's trying to get in and out. You know, it's a, it's a complete mess. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we were tasked with was making sure that none of the cars were coming up to the actual front of the winery. Mm-hmm. We were told to do that. We were told, like, if anybody wanted to come through to the front, they had to go somewhere else. So, you know, we did just that. We did what we were told. And then this lady, this, this B word of a lady, mm-hmm. she comes up to me. She's like... What are you guys doing? I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing our job. Um, she's like, why are none of the cars coming through to the front? We have a lot of people called Ubers and Lyfts. Why aren't you letting them in? Like, we were told not to let any of the cars in, doing what we're told to do. Mm-hmm. And this lady, this lady, I don't know why <laughs> they always got a flex. She's like, well, I'm the director of hospitality. And I don't like this. Could, <laughs> they always got direct, direct they always gotta say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my position says you can't do it. It's like, all right, fuck, calm down. In my head, I'm just like, you know, fuck who you are. Yeah. I don't care if you're even the owner of the winery. We were told to do this. In my head, I'm like, all right, cool. We'll let them in. That's probably as closest as it gets to Karen's story. Mm-hmm. It's just that's uh, not that's not horrible, but I hate those kind of interactions, though, dude. Mm-hmm. I just hate them. 
They're, they make me so uncomfortable. I'm like very conflict averse, and when someone comes out and is just like yelling like that, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I feel like that happens a lot more out here. It's just kind of the, it's just mm. kind of the area for that, dude. People are stuck up here. That's sure. for sure. Yeah. Oh, say I'm the cook. I cook here. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a cookie with some jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Who cares? Yeah. That's all I got. Fair enough. Well, thank you, Diego Juan, for the questions. We are sorry we did not get to them earlier, but uh, we should be caught up now. <laughs> so from now on in, yeah. you know, and, and uh, by the way, if you want to submit questions to the show, like we said before, you can check out Patreon, patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast. There's silver support tier there. We'll get your questions asked on the show. Just make sure to join the Discord as well. And uh, separate thing, go check out the Discord. Some cool shit going on over there. We've got about a month left in the final race of the year. And, uh, or wait, no, two months left? Month left. Yeah, two months left. Two months left in the final race of the year. And uh, on top of that, just a lot of new people, new faces over the last couple of weeks have been coming in. So come hang out. Got some good conversations going on. Okay, let's get into our final topics for the show, which is what we have been playing. Now, Eli, we said we were going to start with you because your list might not be super long. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, what do we, that's what, correct. What, what do we got? And that's fine if it's the case. Don't worry about it because Daryl and I have got lot unfortunately <laughs> yeah lots of you've been playing a lot <laughs> yeah yeah I, i've been playing uh a ton i did i did finally get to uh the the part in warframe where it actually gets good okay oh like so it's a big one of those what the end game kind of or is it uh it's just kind of like actually it's not it's oh, actually okay. just the beginning of the game Ooh. it's uh it's a pretty big pretty big game and like i was like okay like there's all these like complicated systems i'm starting to learn them i'm feeling pretty good and then i got to this part and it like <laughs> the story this it's where the story gets juicy uh and it's like not the big it's not like the biggest part of the game because the gameplay is just so fun right like that's the big thing and the grind and and that kind of stuff but the story is actually super good too they say and now i'm finally getting there hell yeah dude but it also just cracked open another giant can of worms dude it's like a i don't i don't want to spoil it i shouldn't spoil it okay but i think everyone kind of already knows that that wants to play it like you've definitely seen things about it but you basically get I'm trying to figure out how to describe it without spoiling it yeah <laughs> like another character kind of <laughs> oh okay wow yeah so uh yeah i got pretty just a whole nother all these new systems for this person it's pretty wild but the story's getting good too so uh i'm gonna keep uh keep but you're excited to play some of that this weekend then kind of am yeah hell yeah dude but i've like with with warframe i'm starting to realize that i enjoy that grind i guess like i really never thought this is like the same with uh kind of like magic like the tactical yeah. you, you, you like know, the grind to, I do actually like the grind. It's like the it's kind of like the trophies where mm -hmm. you're just like checking boxes, you know, collecting things to check another box so you can get better things and check another box. Totally. It's, a, it's <laughs> like a completionist mindset. It's just not with the trophies necessarily. Yeah, Ex exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's been going good. But now I've also like since I've kind of realized that um, I'm I'm in the mood for like an MMORPG. Yep, because that—that's what Warframe is. But it does kind of piss me off because it's literally never on any of the lists. 
for like MMORPGs. That's weird, huh? It's very like instanced where you have like your own ship and like you kind of just drop into these missions and people join if they're also doing that mission and it just so happens it works out. But it's there's not like a actually I lie, JK. There's like a hub world. There's like three hub worlds on on different uh on different planets. Okay. Deimos, Earth, and I forget where the other one is. But there's like three factions and they all kind of have their own type of open world. So there there can be like a hub, but it's not as much of like that kind of game, like social hub kind of deal. Um But yeah, so now <laughs> I've gone I've gone back to Guild Wars 2 a little bit and uh trying to get back into that. But what I've recently done is I started New World. I don't know if you guys remember That's the Amazon hearing about one, right? this game. Yeah. And I remember seeing the trailers and I was like, that looks pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Like just as like a game, I didn't even really know it was like, like a huge MMORPG type deal. That's funny. I saw you Maybe on that on Discord, but for in my mind, I was like, oh, it's a new world in Minecraft. So that's what I thought. <laughs> I thought it was like a new, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyway, that's funny. Wait, you can see me on that on Discord? Yeah, it'll sh- it shows that you're playing when you're playing stuff. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I started that. It's it's pretty cool. It's a lot more action focus than like a typical like guild wars or world of warcraft um i've decided i'm not gonna pay a subscription fee yes as much as like as good as world of warcraft is and as good as that final fantasy 14 that's 14 right yep i don't know there's too many of them yeah but, it's 14 that's the one because that that one's kind of like taking over right now uh taking people from world of warcraft it's got like a better story you can play for free as a character up to like level 60, but you know, that's like, that's just to get you sucked in. So, yeah, New World, it's a little more action focused because uh, Black Desert Online was one I was looking at too, but it's another like, there's more PvP involved in that. And I was like, ah, like it's just like what they call it, full loot or whatever, where you're just always. I don't know if it's full loot, but you're you're always in danger of PvP. Mm-hmm. I want the chill, slow grind. I'm gonna pick up my leaves. I'm gonna harvest some wood. I'm gonna mine some. It's like Minecraft, but, <laughs> but like <laughs> I li- like more advanced. You know, that's basically what it is. You know. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> that's that's what it's about. You know, that's amazing. Yeah, the, sim- the simple grind and a and a new skin, basically with better combat. Everything's Minecraft, dude. Everything's Minecraft. Everything's Dark Souls. Yeah, you know always bring it back. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like Dark Souls. It's got dodge, so I mean, yeah, they copied them totally. Well, the question is going to be to me if if you get swayed at all by Ragnarok, that's that's going to be the thing, dude. Because yeah, I do. I definitely want to play that when it comes out. Yeah, that's the. Uh... Because oh, I, yeah, my... I had these plans, too, where I was like, I bought Star Ocean, you know, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to play that. But this this whole week, I've just been playing. I'll talk about it, but just get a little bit of grindier stuff because I just don't feel like starting something big before God of War comes out. So I'm just like, eh. Yeah. I'm just gonna wait. Or you can do the big grindy stuff, and then it's just kind of like in the background. It's not. It's not going anywhere, you know. Totally. Totally. That's a good point. That's a good. Point. Um. Yeah, we'll see that. That's uh, my birthday is actually tomorrow, and I asked for it for oh, my birthday. Happy but, birthday, sir! Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh. But so I don't know. It comes, but my. My mom's out of town, so we'll, we'll see. We're gonna do. We're gonna celebrate next weekend. 
I should uh, call out for which that. Which comes out in between, so I don't know what to do. Like, should I just like buy it on this the the day it comes out? I don't know what to do, man. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Like, you wouldn't yeah. get to play it until like a week later. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, dude. I mean, I don't know. Like, everyone, you guys know. I'm. I. I like months ago asked for the tenth off of work or the ninth off of work to play it. So I'm uh-huh. using PTO on Wednesday. And I'm down. It's already pre-downloaded on my console. It's ready to go. One thing I was gonna say that is weird is normally these games that you like pre-order become available at 9 p.m. the night before, right? Because that's like East Coast time, midnight. But with uh, with this one, it's not till 10 p.m. Hmm. I don't know why that is the case, but it is. So just keep that in mind. Interesting. Yeah. But okay, cool. Well, yeah, yeah, so lots, I'm, lots, I'm lots playing grindy. Yeah. Grindy stuff. There you go. Come figuring out what I truly like in a game. It's a, a journey we're all on, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, very good. Um, so like I alluded to, my, myself and Daryl, we've got a decent amount that we've been playing, but we overlapped on one title. So, Daryl, I don't know if you would mind maybe we go over that first because we've both been playing Resident Evil Zero, and I ended up platinuming it. It is platinum number 78 for me. So pretty happy about that. And the gap was over six years for me from the time I earned the first trophy in that game to platinum it. It was one of the very first games I played on PlayStation 4 after I traded in my Xbox One and picked it up from GameSpot or GameStop. So uh, yeah, pretty exciting there. But how far in are you to the Resident Evil Zero, Daryl? Or have you given up on the platinum hunt for it? Uh, I've taken a break from on the platinum hunt uh, i've been playing some inscription um I, I do plan on going back to it very soon just because um i don't want it to get to a point where like oh uh i'm just not gonna play for a while you know right. i'll get back to it when i feel like i i want to play a resident evil game again but i definitely want to make some more progress on it i have beats in the story the the story was it wasn't too bad you yeah. know it, it definitely has some mechanics that i did not like about it but Story-wise, in the Resident Evil series, I liked it. It was enjoyable. Um, let's see. Where am I at? So right now, I did complete the story. So my next plan is to do the um, the Leech Hunter mm-hmm. uh, stuff. So I think when I do that, it'll probably convince me to get the Platinum. Because I think in Leech Hunter mode, you probably get like so many trophies. And it'll help your, your, uh, your subsequent runs, which, you know, I'm planning on doing like as soon as i get like a bunch of things from leech hunter i'm probably just gonna get like the platinum at that point yeah the leech hunter makes it really easy so so the way it works for people who are curious about it um whatever your save file difficulty is from your story playthrough is what your leech hunter mode will be set to because it's an unlock on that clear file so for example if you played on normal then your leech hunter mode will be on normal hard it'll be on hard etc but that also means that all the unlocks you get from Leech Hunter only apply to that difficulty. So what I did, and what sounds like what you're doing, Daryl, is I did a playthrough on normal first, and then I went into Leech Hunter and did those trophies, which unlocks infinite ammo, like rocket launcher, infinite ammo, magnum, like all the stuff that makes the next few runs you have to do really easy. But you have to do them on normal. So you could do your no save, you could do your no heal, all that stuff with those infinite ammo. And that's pretty fun to do. That's the part of RE runs that I really like is like the repeat runs like on arcade mode. You get try to go as fast as you can, that kind of stuff. 
But you will eventually get to a point where you have to do your hard mode playthrough and you won't have any of those unlocks for it. So for me, that was the final trophy that I had was hard mode. And that was actually pretty tough because hard on RE0 is, um, is no joke. So I got through the final boss at the end on hard and I had three bullets left. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so just keep that in mind. You know, I, I want to shout out and recommend to you and to the listeners, Optinoob's videos on leech hunter mode and on hard difficulty mode are really great. The leech hunter mode is it's about an hour, 40 minute video. But if you follow it, and get it done you can do it in one attempt and then you'll have all the trophies for leech hunter and then you'll be ready to go so i really recommend that video and uh yeah i was surprised man the game is it's at 10.4 percent on psn profile so it's pretty like it's not like rare by any means you know 10 percent is still like relatively high i think and it's a harder re game so yeah yeah i think just uh, just the whole you know controlling of the the two characters and assigning different actions to character kind of just made the game a little bit more difficult in that sense. Totally. Because for me, I'm just like, I, th- this game doesn't need that. It doesn't need that. It's, right. I, I don't want to control two characters. <laughs> and you, that's kind of what you had to do um, um, in that last bot. Well, not the last boss fight, but the fight where uh, 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 the the Marcus becomes like the, the big leech Monster. The Leech Queen, yeah. And, yeah, in the in the boiler room. And I was like, the the strat to to beat that boss, you had to use both characters. Yep. And I was like, dude, I don't want to do that. It, it got me killed a few times. I was like, dude, this is stupid. This mechanic sucks. <laughs> it would have been amazing if they just made it co-op. And like, like you just have two, it's just two player, right? Then it would have worked. But yeah, yeah. the, the thing is they, they make it, you have to control two characters. There's no item boxes. So if you fill up on inventory, you literally just have to leave the item on the ground. And luckily, the game map will tell you where every item is that you've dropped. So that's helpful. But it's still just like it's a ton of backtracking. So like by the end of the game, you just got good at I did like by the end of the trophy hunt, like, OK, I'm going to leave this shotgun here because I'll need it going into this room in about 20 minutes and like, you know, all that kind of shit. Um, so that was annoying. But then also, um, like you said, like having to control both of the characters dealing with the, the item management and you only had six inventory slots per character. And in the older games, your shotgun would take up one inventory slot. But now the big guns in RE zero take up two. So if you're going to carry a shotgun and shotgun shells, right, that's half of your inventory for one character. So that, that's what made it, I think kind of tough. I agree with you. Yeah. And just, you know, the part where I hate it the most is like, okay, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get both of these characters out by having one character exit the room, but then like, you have to have the, um, the character, his action needs to be like, linked or something. I, I can't yeah. remember what it is. So that like, if one were to exit, the other one would just exit automatically with the character. Yep. There was times where I didn't do that, and I was thinking like, okay, cool, I'll do that. And to not get grabbed by an enemy, you know, as I'm exiting. But then, you know, the the character will get grabbed, and then it's like I I, I exit the room, and then the character's still stuck in the other room, struggling yeah. with like the zombie. I was like, dude, I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird. It's got its typical things too, where like Re- Rebecca's character, like the characters are slightly different, and the game doesn't tell you that explicitly. Like Billy has more health. 
moves slower, throws Molotov slower. Rebecca has less health, runs faster, shoots faster, throws Molotovs faster. But it's like, they never tell you this. And then they both have a handgun, and Rebecca's handgun does less damage than Billy's, so you want to get rid of it early on. But, like, again, like, it's never explicitly said anywhere. This is all kind of, like, knowledge over the years. So it's, you know, it's a little obscure. Um, yeah, I'm happy I did it. I hope the hope you go back and do it. It's a pretty fun cleanup once you get the uh, Leech Hunter mode done, I will say. And Leech Hunter mode was actually surprisingly fun for this game. So, you know, the the controls are clunky and weird, but by your fourth or fifth time, it's it's not horrible. And like the my playthroughs ended up being like two hours and twenty minutes or something. Like when I was doing my the runs with the infinite ammo, so it's not bad. Nice. Yeah, I definitely want to get back to it because if if I do platinum this game. And that will only leave Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 6 that have not played and not platinum. Damn, dude. So. Yep. Yeah, you're, oh, in, you're in the same boat as me. I've just got, as far as main numbered entries, I just have six. But then I also have Code Veronica and, like, you know, Revelations yeah. and stuff. I, I take it back. I haven't played RE4 or 5 because I played 5 on the Xbox and 4, I think I played it on. I don't remember, but I didn't get the platinum for those games. But I have played them. Yeah, well, you got you might as well at this point just wait for the remake of four in March if you're gonna play it on PS5. Yeah, that's probably what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, I've just been playing RE Zero, and I played Inscription. Yeah. I, I took a break from RE Zero to play Inscription, so Spooktober is still going for me, even though we are in the month of November now. It's residual. Uh, you get an extra week, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Inscription, um, I, I'm having fun with the game. It was definitely getting a little bit slow. It was losing its charm for me because every freaking encounter was like a like a, a game. It's kind of like Pokemon where you're trying to avoid all the trainers and then they somehow see you from a mile away. It's like, fuck, dude, I don't want to fight you. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to get past you. That's how it was for me in Inscription. Every, every encounter was like another boss fight. I was like, okay, cool. I'm starting to get tired of this now. But I, I stuck with it. I did beat the game. I beat the story. And the story had me flabbergasted <laughs> i was like what 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 happened what that's just awesome happened? hell yeah i was like what happened oh man very good I, if you guys end up getting inscription i'll definitely like stick to the very end it does get a little slow at times and you're just like dude is this all i'm doing at the very end of the game it, it has a very sick twist i'm like what what the what? hell just happened <laughs> But yeah, that's all I got right now. Okay, that's cool. Um, though. So, what's your per- what's your percentage in inscription? Did I miss it? How far in? Uh, I I don't remember. I think it's like maybe like thirty seven or forty percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all I got left is like a few more story related trophies, and then I gotta do all the Casey's mob stuff. Gotcha. So that'll take me a little bit. I did try it out for a little bit and. It seemed pretty easy, but then I got to a point where I just like, oh man, I'm gonna have to start this run all over again. So hmm. I will report back with more updates on that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I get a couple days off so I can start playing some more games again. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I f- I feel that we're getting into that time of year where hopefully we have some time to 
like relax for a couple days in the winter and you know dig into some stuff right yep hell yeah well very cool um we talked about re0 for me that was platinum number 78 i got platinum number 79 was a cleanup game for me of the order 1886 and the gap to platinum on this one <laughs> was six years and eight months. <laughs> so yeah, like I'm, like I said, I'm really going back to like early on in my, in my games for PS4. Uh, this was on sale for the Halloween sale in, this last month, and I picked it up and really glad that I did. I was only missing two combat specific trophies. The one of them for getting enough melee kills weirdly enough i just didn't do that in my first playthrough of the game back then and then one for stunning enemies with a certain gun and then other than that i just had to clean up collectibles so i followed the ps5 trophies uh at the time it was ps4 trophies channels guide on all collectibles and we just ran through the story again i just played on normal and it was really good i i'm like surprised how good the game looks still like I, it's actually like genuinely pretty shocking considering it came out in february of 2015 which was a very early ps4 game and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's really fun i'm I'm kind of bummed they never did a sequel to this i don't i guess it just must not have done well enough but like the world was so cool and the story was so cool that i i'm just bummed that it never got a continuation i know like people say that it left a lot to be desired in the gameplay front like it was more of a tech demo potentially than it was really the true like game but i was putting the controller down when the cutscenes were on i was having a good time i was invested uh the combat i thought the guns were really cool like even if you ended up fighting more just normal people in the game than i would have thought like back when the trailers were coming out for it and stuff you really Mm -hmm. only fight a couple of the supernatural foes but even still like pretty damn fun and yeah, I don't know. I, I had a really good time with the game, and it didn't take me that long to go back and clean up. So I paid 10 bucks for it to get the plat, and I think that was a, a good price. So enjoyed that. And uh, Eli, you played in like that game, right? Yeah, I enjoyed it when I did it. Yeah. I think that was when I went back and cleaned up after uh, um, Shadow of Mordor. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. Definitely. I enjoyed it. I wish there was more. I enjoyed that, like, that idea yes kind of like i don't know like an old school tesla mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah it's like figuring steam, out it's like technology kind of yeah right? exactly it's like alternate history you know it's like it's in in the year of 1886 there was like already it felt way more technologically advanced than it would than it actually did at that time and like all this yeah. stuff. like it, it was really cool so i like that a lot there was some rumors that you know they might be working on a sequel at some point and it's been a long time. I don't know what Ready at Dawn, the studio that made it, has really worked on since the game came out, but maybe they are. We'll see. Um, let's see. What else? Other than that, I have been playing Modern Warfare 2. I am a very, you know, casual gamer. <laughs> Picking up the new annual Call of Duty game, but this campaign is awesome. I really, really liked it. I, I did not play Black Ops Cold War, so I took a year off in between Call of Duty, but Man, it's just, like, graphically so impressive. The areas are, like, photorealistic at times. And the combat encounters in Modern Warfare have really changed. And I think it's, like, a new way that this series is, like, setting itself apart from, like, Black Ops and from the other, like, sub-series within COD is, like, these really small encounters. So you're, like, night vision clearing a house, for example. But 
there's like five or six terrorists in the house that really strategically placed. You have to like methodically check your corners, work like work the system, you know, and get through it. And there's just a lot more stuff like that where it felt very, for lack of a better word, modern, you know, where we don't war war is not fought in the same way anymore with these like massive like troop invasions and like, you know, thousands against thousands on a massive battlefield. It's these really like standing in a line shooting at each other yeah it's like very like espionage missions now you know it's like a team of small people that go in to do like a, a, a certain task and and this game does a great job at that and it also without giving too much away heavily involves um the cartel in mexico and hmm. about half of the game is in spanish with subtitles which i thought was a really interesting move and yeah the characters from the spanish uh, special forces that you encounter are really memorable the missions are the settings for them are things that people are going to be talking about for a while i think and remembering it's it's pretty unique in my opinion so i don't agree that it got a six out of ten from ign on the campaign i just think that that's flat out just not right but that's an opinion and um yeah i so i recommend it i i finished all of the trophies in the game that are campaign related and i talked about the list in our last like episode talking about you know reviewing it and Really, all I have left is the Special Forces stuff, and that's two-player co-op. I've been waiting for uh, our boy Slugger to get back from vacation. He's in doing Disneyland right now, or Disney World. So Again? We, yeah. Well, he's still there, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when he gets back, I'm, I'm excited to jump in and knock those out. It doesn't seem too hard. Uh, the Platinum on PSM profiles for this game is already at 11.5%, so it's pretty high. And those corporate espionage, like the co-op missions i was talking about are at like 17 to 20 percent for most of them so they are the most uncommon things but they are not like super super hard so that's good and um yeah after that i'm i'm just going to continue uh grinding out arcade geddon and working towards uh god of war ragnarok but uh one thing i would say i had a one trophy i wanted to call out for people on modern warfare or actually two of them is uh let's see here sorry i should have found them before one is called Practice Makes Perfect. It's a silver tr uh, trophy that says shoot all the targets in the training area in Ghost Team. And then the other trophy is called Don't Touch the Deck. In dark water, advance 90 meters towards the front of the ship without touching the deck. Now, both of these you can do on easy, and I recommend that you do. Do not do what I did, which is I tried to get all of the trophies on Veteran. Like, I was not going to do a second playthrough. I wanted to, like, kind of challenge myself and just do one playthrough. And mm -hmm. I was successful in that, but some of these two trophies in particular took a long time, like over an hour per section to do. Damn. And yeah, and the one I wanted to call out more specifically is the practice makes perfect one with shooting the targets. When you're going for this trophy, the, the setup is basically you, there's four buildings around you that are two stories each. And there's a bunch of people in them. You clear them out. And then there is a boss fight. Yes, that's right. A boss fight in Call of Duty. And it is against something that can kill you incredibly quickly. And what you have to do is rotate around this arena and shoot the targets that are there because the area you're fighting in is like a practice kind of area. And you can only see the targets with a thermal scope. That's call out number one. So make sure you have a thermal scope weapon. And then number two, if you die, it resets your counter on them. And there's over 30 of them. So on veteran, when you're going to get one tapped by this boss, that is an incredibly frustrating process. So if you want to do it that way, what you have to do is in between 
damaging the boss. I'm not going to give away how you do that. Waves of enemies will spawn. If you are laying down prone on the second story of any of the four buildings on the map, the enemy AI bugs and it will not be able to find you. And you can really slowly, methodically try to clear them out uh, without dying. I found that out by just restarting and retrying like, you know, 50 times or whatever for this. And I realized that they, that was consistent every single time. So when you damage the boss, it spawns the wave. So you just want to make sure that when you're damaging the boss, you're in a position to get on the second story and go prone. And that's really the only way you're going to be able to do it on veteran and try to get this uh, trophy. So that's my call out for that. Um, there's also a bunch of crafting and stealth and tons of different mechanics in this campaign that are not in a call of duty game before that, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. So check it out. And finally, before we wrap up, I did just want to shout out that I have set up and have been playing my Xbox Series S, and it's awesome. So I got it set up in my bedroom in my 4K TV. I don't have a headset for it yet, which was kind of a bummer. When I went to hook it up to my new monitor, the 4K monitor for my PS5, I was like, oh, hell yeah, this looks amazing. And then I was like, wait a minute. I don't have a headset for this shit and the pulse doesn't work for it. And my Astros don't work for it. So that's a whole nother annoying set of stuff, but I got game pass ultimate for $1 for the first month. And I've been playing halo infinite campaign and man, it feels good to be back playing some halo <laughs> and it feels really good to get an achievement without having looked at the list and then just be excited about it and just keep playing. You know, like I'm not caring mm -hmm. about achievements in the same way. Like, and that's really kind of freeing and fun. And you, you forget how good it feels to like get something when you haven't looked at the list ahead of time. It just like happens naturally. You're like, oh, that was cool. Like, sweet. And I don't know. I think Halo Infinite's campaign is, is really, really good. Um, I have some gripes with it that I won't get into too much here, but it's overall really great. And I've also downloaded uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. My, my Series S came with that in a bundle, so I own that. And I also downloaded the Master Chief collection and was playing a little Halo 2 campaign the other day. So it's been really great to return to Xbox and to Halo in particular. I'm going to keep doing that uh, from time to time and just play a couple games. You know, if I play a game a month on there, it, it you know, uses the value for Game Pass. So it's not really that bad. And uh, can't lose you too. I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I'm still doing trophies. Don't you worry. But uh but yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun, and I'm really looking forward to like Starfield when it comes out next year and playing that on my Xbox. So, we'll be good. That um, looks like a grindathon for me. That is a grind for you. <laughs> that is one that will keep you busy for like a hundred hours for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for what we've been playing. You guys want to add anything before we close up shop here? Oh, I'm good, man. Sounds like we're good. Okay. Well, Eli, where can people find you at if they're curious to berate you with some online abuses? Uh, best place for that is Discord, if you want to bray me, or you can uh, <laughs> come check out my new world. Oh, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And uh, Daryl, where can people find you at? On PlayStation and Discord at uh, Tall Samoa Guy. That's right. And I am on Discord, PlayStation, Steam, Xbox, and League of Legends at CK Present, and YouTube and Twitch. I actually have it everywhere as the same, which I'm pretty hyped about. Yeah. Um, so, anywho, CK present on all things. And uh, next episode of the show, we'll be doing some trophy list reviews again. Thank you all for tuning in and for listening to episode 71. We hope you've enjoyed the episode. And until next time, take care and happy gaming. And goodbye. Goodbye.